Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember... I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Let us make them remember. We are not The Common Sense Show. We're going to, you know, really big, really big, really big show. We're going to do it for you. This is the one thing that uh, we're up in Maine in the love bus. And it's really the love bus now that Donna came back. She was visiting with her mother, helping her and so on. And all summer we've been back and forth. And we've got like a three-week time in Washington State that we got to see each other. And she's back last night. It's the love bus now. So anyway, so we're <laughs> we're glad to have Donna back. She's helping. Now, what we're going to do is Donna and I are going to be leaving uh, sometime in October, probably. You know, the goal is to get back to Arizona before all the holidays and get to see all the grandkids in their co-Halloween costumes and so on. So, you know, that's kind of the goal. Now, we may go a little earlier. I mean, things happen. The news is freaking happening, which is one reason why we want to talk to David. Now, the um, Arizona has gone woke, not the not the people, but the government, because they controlled the election computer. I've been screaming this for over thirty years, running for Secretary of State in ninety four, again in oh six, county recorder, and Congress three times, U.S. Senate, I bunch of times, and I'm going look. They're controlling the elections. I don't believe that people are voting for this crap. So this is, I just, it'll all come out eventually. It's coming out. It's out. And they don't care. They, them, those, they do not care because they're going to do what they're going to do because they can do it until they can't. So we'll see what happens. Now, when we go back, you know, I play politics, do I run, do I do that? Yeah, you know, maybe you do something, but not I give a crap how many votes you get or something. That's not going to be it. It's going to be how many minds can you free? General public opinion on what? What if I just want to keep your cities? Go into your freaking socialist hellhole of Logan's Run. I don't care. You know, I'm out in the desert. I'm over here. I'm good. You going to leave me alone? Uh, no. Oh, you're not going to leave me alone. You want New World Order? Okay. I give you uh, a worldwide revolution. How about that? Okay. So that's what we're kind of the line that we're going to be talking, David and I, because I know he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Now, this right here on the top of Freeman's Phoenix says, Avoiding the Future Plague, February 29th, 1956, is a video that was, I I, I was a, 
amazed at how you know they predicted. Well, this could happen. This could happen. This is a great, great future. But then this would happen, and then with worldwide travel and plague, you know, it's like they were seeding us in the beginning. So this is uh, where mindset I'm coming from. We're gonna take more than an hour spend with David, but I need David, and we'll go over to his site here. Say hello to Common Sense Show, and you know. What do we need to be worried about now, David? I'll let you monologue, man. Go and tell me all the things that got you concerned and things that's happening. And, and go. We don't have enough time. Um, I, there is no one thing. Um, I think that Lahaina shows us that if the, the powers that be want something, they'll use the government to get it, and they'll do anything they have to, no matter who they have to kill to do it. And then, of course, we've got CBDC coming in. It's being backdoored into Colorado by a Canadian bank. I covered that this morning on YouTube. And this comes from a source, good friend of mine, known him for over 40 years, prominent person, well-connected, and uh, there's no question this is happening. CBDC is the end of everything for America because it'll take away your autonomy with spending your money. They'll control your diet. They'll control where you live. 15-minute cities is coming in. Um, I made the discovery a few weeks ago that Tucson actually became the first 15-minute city back on March 11th, but they obscured it. It's interesting. They passed it by a 5 to nothing vote with the city council at the approval of the mayor, uh, Mayor Romero, uh, and they let it go through, but you can't go to their website and find it. At least not today you can't. You have to go to a search engine, okay, and put in the search terms, and then you find it. They're trying to hide it. But yesterday, the C40 cities that say they want to put 15-minute cities, which is basically CBDC and everything else along with it, they want to put it into a 1,000 cities. 40 cities announced they're going to become 15-minute cities. And if you don't know what that concept is, just briefly, you will be prevented from traveling more than 15 minutes from your home. And I think it's a euphemism because I can ride a bike a lot farther in 15 minutes than I can walk, but you won't have a car. Some of the restrictions they're openly talking about is they'll control what your diet is, how much meat, if any, that you can buy. Uh, in fact, what is it they say now? You can buy three items of clothing a year. Uh, you can travel on an airliner once every three years, but you can't go over 500 miles. Those are just some of the restrictions coming in. And then, of course, World War III is hanging over our head. We have a collapsing economy. The housing market's ready to go. I mean, and all the experts are starting to say it. Ernie, I told you there's not enough time. There's just so much to talk about. You know, the the point that I have is it's always been with me. You've known me a long time in the show and everything. And it's been, you know, I always go, um, it's a it's a freedom thing. Freedom is the answer to what's the question. So I'm just, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see it being any one issue. It's a freedom issue. It's a control thing. Freedom's the answer. What's okay? You bring up anything. What about you know surveillance and control with our monetary system? What about surveillance and control on the streets? You see TV cameras everywhere on the you know camera fraud. All of them on the freeways that we went through in Arizona and got rid of. You know what about the election fraud? What about war? What about what about what about? It's going to be a food thing. What about? Of course, because you lack the freedom to solve it. You know, they've taken the freedom aspect out. Freedom's the answer to any of these questions. And I realized that a long time ago. So my thing is, is that, you know, how do you bring that in to the populace's mindset that, yeah, what they said, you know, freedom. 
Now, one thing, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen any of the uh, video of the guy that's in the lead for president of Argentina? Have you have you seen any of this? Yeah, the guy is the anti-central bank. Oh, he's a, a narco-capitalist. He's, you know, freaking yeah. gone anarchist. He's the old libertarian super Ryan Randy. Mm-hmm. He's just like, nope, 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 nope. Department gone, 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 gone. And the people have gone through this cycle of collapsing currency so many times. You know, how how could he not be supported as at least being right, whether you like it or not? So that is a that is a chink in the armor on the world stage. They're, I don't know what's going And I would suspect that this kind of rhetoric was always popular on the campaign trail. You know, we were doing in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, then the Lovolution hit in 07 and 08. I mean, for almost like 20 years, hell, more than 20 years, we had in Arizona an understanding of a lot of this stuff. So where do they go? They go to Arizona. Here comes Sheriff Arpaio. You know, he's from DEA. Then Janet Napolitano, you know, and she becomes Attorney General and Governor and all the election crap that went with that. Then you have, uh, uh, you know, Ron Paul comes in and so on. And now what? Oh, election fraud. Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, becomes governor. I mean, you can sit there and predict this stuff. Why? Because Arizona, Wall Street Journal, remember, 97, 98 or something, they go, the libertarian state Arizona. And that was because of the activism and the mindset of the people who supported this, you know, freedom's the answer thing. So what happened was, uh, if you got... 50 nails and 2 by 4 in front of you, which is the one the government wants to hammer on, the one sticking up the most. And we kept pulling the nail out, you know, and bam, bam, bigger and badder hammers coming after Arizona, which was more a pioneer, freedom-oriented, leave-me-aloneism state. They have to get the outliers. They have to go at the ones trying to escape Logan's run. They THX 1138 with, you know, what was his name? Uh, Robert Duvall. You know, the robot guy, he's coming after you. He's escaping. Got to get him. You know, nobody can be an inspiration. So in Arizona, your mindset, your feeling during the Trump election, hell, in 16, sure as heck in 20, you know, that the public support out there, you know, it didn't manifest at the polls. Well, a lot of people call BS on that. How do you think it is now? Is there more support for freedom-oriented solutions or less in the past couple of years since Biden came in? And they go, oh, no, I guess we got to support Biden. I mean, what's the atmosphere in Arizona? They people don't support Biden. The people didn't vote for Biden. It was the biggest election fraud in 2020 we've ever seen until 2022, when conveniently 60 percent of the voting machines didn't work upon opening in heavy Republican areas. And that's how they stole that election. And that was the GOP that did it, the Rhino members. So Arizona is still largely a conservative state, not like it once was. We've got uh, too much stage four cancer coming in from California. But we do have largely a conservative state. But as Carrie Lake said, Secretary of State today, cartel lawyer, who defended the cartel members who murdered Agent Brian Terry in the Fast and Furious fiasco. And now he's our Secretary of State. He was run from the county clerk and recorder's office because of election impropriety perceived by the public. And now he's a Secretary of State. You got Katie Hobbs, who's mentioned on the Brager Report. And people, if you don't know what this is, Watch the Common Sense Show over the next week because I'm going to be reporting on this. 120,000-page report, 20,000 affidavits, 25 states, and it talks about Sinaloa cartel activity, that which they money launder with fake rent, uh, mortgage companies, 
fake real estate companies, and they launder the money into grooming lawyers to become judges so they control that process. They launder the money into the state legislature, into the governor's office. Uh, in fact, this report written by John Thaler, who is a 30-year veteran RICO investigator who has worked for the DOJ as a contractor, and they have used him. Now, the media says, oh, he's a crazy conspiracy theorist. Of course they But do. basically, Arizona is on the take. Uh, the Sinaloas uh, and the Chinese control our politicians. In fact, Arizona can be divided into three groups of politicians. The ones who are corrupt and being handsomely paid for it, I believe that's Katie Hobbs, Adrian Fontes, and so forth. Those two and many, many others. And then there are those who cover for them, and they hope to get their place in line to get rewarded as well. And then there's the third group that knows what's going on, but they're too chicken bleeper to do anything about it. And those are the three groups of politicians we have in Arizona. But we see the same thing in Congress. There's not eight, ten people in Congress that deserve to be returned to their position. I mean, you look at Trump and the election interference with these bogus charges, and they're doing nothing to stop it. They could be defunding Jack Smith and the DOJ right now. In fact, Jack Smith should be in prison. But Jack Smith excluded exculpatory evidence in the D.C. filing of the grand jury indictments by omitting Trump's peace Hell, message. Hell, that's a minimum that job requirement. I mean, all this stuff, they should yeah. be fired in this, and then I go, why? That's, what, that's why they were hired. Yeah, I, but listen, the, the House of Representatives could defund these people. They could defund the entire DOJ and force a crisis, which they need to do, but they don't have the balls to do it. They won't do it, and many of them are just running for election on Biden's criminality they've exposed to the Oversight Committee of Comer, but they're not doing anything about it. Articles of impeachment should have already been done. They should have already defunded many organizations like the FBI, like the DOJ, and, and but they're not doing what they said they would do because the GOP is dead. We have one big uniparty. In fact, let me just share this with you. Maricopa County Supervisor Bill Gates and Stephen Reischer, the county clerk and recorder, took out a political action campaign fund, and it was to work against America First candidates, and that included Carrie Lake, Abe Amaday, and so forth. Okay, so you had GOP working against GOP. At the federal level, you have um, the head of the RNC, you have Mitch McConnell, the minority leader in the Senate, and Kevin McCarthy. They all conspired to pull funding away from America First candidates. In particular, eight senators in the 2022 midterm that could have won had the lead, and six of those races were lost because they were America First candidates, and it was GOP taking money away from GOP. In fact, Mitch McConnell's reached an agreement with Chuck Schumer to rid the Senate of America First MAGA candidates uh, and senators. They want them gone. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's what it comes down to. It's not red versus blue. This publication named 1945 said, we're going to have a civil war. It's going to be red versus blue. There's only one color right now in government, and it's anti-people, whatever color you want to give it. Okay? It's the Black. government <laughs> versus the people. The government versus the people. And our biggest enemy is not the government. It's our own ignorance and laziness not to act against this. All right. That's well. That's a rosy picture. We'll get into you know solutions here a little bit, maybe. You know, yeah. If I had to give it a color, it's just darkness. You know, just you know, without blackness, you know, uh, I don't know maybe you know, black and red. You know, could it be statism? I mean, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. One thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, you're talking about Thayer gave this uh, report, or he had 
that, that report given by another woman that was uh, associated with him, when he testified on this election stuff and uh, what was going on at the Arizona State Legislature, it was a state legislator, Liz Harris, right? I think that was her name. I've had her on I, a couple of Liz. times. So Liz I gets Liz up. Well. Yep. She goes, well, you should talk to this person. I didn't know she was even on the committee. You know, but so the fact that she even recommended the person gave the report and started naming names, this judge, this councilman, this, I mean, you know, we tracked this. What they were doing is a Sinaloa cartel is able to create with fake notary republics that, which is, you know, just somebody stamp. I mean, it's not that big a deal. So they need county recorders and secretaries of state to kind of, yeah, I see nothing here for these purchases or these deeds or these mortgages or loans or whatever, be able to launder boat tons of freaking money through real estate in Arizona. Ooh, that would never happen. That'd be wrong. Well, they're finding out it's not just Arizona. It's a couple dozen states. So this evidence, when they came out and started doing this, who is it that goes, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're naming names, what? was Ken Bennett. Now, who's Ken Bennett? Ken Bennett was a senator, I think, you know, now, but he used to be before, and he used to be Secretary of State. And he was the one, when they did the Maricopa County election, is going to find the fraud and counting of whatever, he runs to the front, here I am to represent the recount. Yes, I got that. Yeah, we, we're going to get it fixed. Kind of. I knew the fix was in from the beginning because they were looking at the wrong thing. They were just generating a bunch of paper they could just throw into the pile. That's all was going on. Well, we're checking the computer. Too late. It's already was fraud. You know, I saw it when they changed the legislation for this ballot harvesting crap. And I was just, I don't think I know. I, oh, you may hate me for saying this. I don't think I know. I know. Ben, from firsthand in the grindstone lawsuit, doing this for decades of exactly what's going on. If they can, they are. They can. We keep demonstrating that. They could do, oh, we would never do that. Be wrong. Of course you'd do it. Of course you'd do it. Of course. Because you can. So when the Republican legislature just a week or two ago had a chance to require manual validation or manual hand counting of the elections, which is the way it had been done for you know, decades and decades before, you know, you just have the precincts and you do it and they do it there and they come up with a total added to and boom and you're done by midnight. You know, they, oh no, we got to have computers do it. Can't do that. that that'd be hard. And I, they had the opportunity to vote on that and the Republicans voted it down. Tell me about that, David. Why? Finally get a vote on it and they showed who they are. Bill Gates and Stephen Reischer, Maricopa Bill Gates. Um, They're just, they're symbols of what's wrong. The GOP is the uniparty members now. That's why they voted it down. Let me just talk about the Liz Harris thing, because I know Liz pretty well, and I've set her up on a lot of talk shows to go on recently, and I'm real familiar with what happened there. She had three groups of people that were going to come in on this election integrity, you know, uh, two-house committee with the Senate and the House in Arizona. And she did nothing to run this meeting. They asked her if she wanted to bring in somebody. She goes, yeah. So she had her first choice, turned her down because they were out of state and couldn't make the arrangement. Same reason for the second group. The third group was uh, uh, John Thaler and the RICO investigation I just told you about uh, and and his uh, uh, assistant, Jackie Brager. 
Jackie came in and made the presentation, but it was only Liz's third choice. And here's what's interesting. Liz did not know the totality of what she was going to hear. She had met with Brager. They, she'd got the basics of voter fraud. And she goes, okay, well, Jackie Brager went way beyond the scope, but nothing that doesn't have affidavits behind it. I want to stress that. This wasn't just idle gossip. There are affidavits behind what was presented to the Arizona government. Now, Wendy Rogers ran the meeting. And at the end of the meeting, and this is really important, she said, uh, thank you, uh, Ms. Brager, for coming in. You're very brave. This is very important information. Yeah, you're very uh, brave. Look, it got hit ben, on you. <laughs> yeah, just just to finish this thought, though, yeah, but Ben Toma, Speaker of the House, had to approve the agenda, as did the President of the Senate. Okay, so they have this agenda. Uh, Liz Harris really had very little uh, to do in this meeting, just sit there and watch. She took the and fall. And they kicked her out. They kicked her out of the Arizona House of Representatives based on ethics violation because they didn't like what the report said. And and, and here's the deal. Ben Toma, the Speaker of the House, came out after they kicked Liz Harris out. And they came out on the news. And he said things like, and I'm paraphrasing now, we're not going to put up with a selection fraud crap. You know, we'll have to go after anybody. And this was my take of what he said. We'll have to go after anybody that's espousing these conspiracy theories. Okay, and so they made it clear that that's Ari- what they're going to do. I yeah. had Liz on right after this happened. I'm telling you, yeah. this. I'm going. What did you think was going to happen? Why well, want to get back in? Do I go? Why would you want to go back yeah. there? Well, Ernie, Ernie, to finish that point though, okay, he issues this public declaration in mainstream media, and now you say, why did the Republicans vote against election reform? Uh, I just told you why. They don't want to get be, the, be the next legislator that's that's kicked out. They're kicking anybody out. They'll ostracize anyone who says your elections aren't honest. And they're not honest. Beautiful friend. This hour of Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Let's talk about your positive experiences using Dash. Dash has transaction fees that are less than one cent. Dash transactions are instant, irreversible, and are protected from 51% attacks by its chain locks technology. Dash is the world's first decentralized autonomous organization. BitRefill allows for discounted purchases at national retailers. We want to thank Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use. Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month 
to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Freedom's the answer. What's the question? You're listening to Ernest Hancock. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence from Me. Ernest Hancock on the Free Talk Live Network. We're continuing our conversation with Dave Hodges from the Common Sense Show dot com out of Phoenix, Arizona. Very interesting. Enjoy. Well, Ernie, Ernie, to finish that point though, okay, he issues this public declaration in mainstream media, and now you say, why did the Republicans vote against election reform? Uh, I just told you why. They don't want to get be the, be the next legislator that's that's kicked out. They're kicking anybody out. They'll ostracize anyone who says your elections aren't honest. And they're not honest. I mean, let's just go one fact, and we'll just let it sit there with all the other things I could talk about. 60% of the voting machines failed in heavy Republican areas in Maricopa County, and it may have affected as many as 300,000 votes. And and the governor, Katie Hobbs, who uh, campaigned from her basement, never would debate, she won by 17,000. And was Secretary of State, by the way. Yeah, and well, yeah, and she interfered in her own election. Yet these corrupt judges thought that was okay. She made rulings about the election that she was running in as Secretary of State. She's required by law to recuse herself, and she didn't do it. But no judge thought that was a violation. That count brought up in Carrie Lake's first lawsuit was thrown out by the judge. Like you can do anything you want when you're Secretary of State. Conflict of interest, no big deal. You know, this is one thing that was interesting when I, you know, was asked you know, when you're running for Secretary of State. What are you going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And the main thing is I go, look, there's really only one power the Secretary of State has that I give a crap about. After the election, they are required by law to sign, to give the big Ernest Hancock on validating the election. And I go, without a manual count and the validation that I'm going to do, got that is not happening. Why, why, read my lips. That ain't happening, okay? And that was the 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 trigger for these guys. Oh hell no, we are definitely. But we bypassed all the media. We had our own citizens taking initiative newspaper that we did. We filed initiative, ran campaigns, candidate activism in the street, side side everywhere, a sign. Freaking man, we get some attention. Because we can bypass them, and with the internet, well, then big tech, you know, wants to censor. Don't care. We create a whole different systems of access to ones and zeros. But this is what I'm willing to do when I get back to Arizona. I can't leave this fight to my grandkids. And it's so crystal clear what we have been predicting for decades was going to happen. I'll be a happening. And that's what the whole point of the uh, uh, Freedom's Phoenix, the logo, is from Ashes of Lady Liberty's Torch, the rebirth of freedom, freedom's phoenix. So we go back to Arizona after doing the Love Bus Liberty tour for a few years during the COVID thing, which they're bringing back, by the way. You know, here they you got to yeah, mask up again, and we're going to really, 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 really. So it's on. I, I don't know how I can not, not. I mean, it's so tell me the sentiment in Arizona of course, if you go to a GOP rally of, you know, the legislative district, congressional district of meeting of the whatever, what a waste of freaking time. So tell me, where's the activism? Where are the people that understand they got to get their hands dirty? We got to get in the grudge, got to get in the gut, got to actually do some street activism. Where are those people? 
Um, those people are in the Arizona Breakfast Club, the various tea parties, but there's not very many of them. Ernie, Arizona, like the rest of the nation, suffers from learned helplessness. They've been beat down so much and basically shown your actions don't make any difference, your vote doesn't matter. They've kind of acquiesced themselves as this is the new way that it's being done, <laughs> and people people are resigned. Uh, listen, I'm not a believer in elections, and I agree with your old billboards that said still voting LOL. I agree with that, but I will tell you this. There's a symbolic movement we could engage in. It's more symbolic than realistic. But if we took the attitude that we've been betrayed by our leaders, government's the enemy, and we could just say anti-incumbent, all the incumbents are gone, okay, that would really begin to expose when those elections don't reflect that will. That would really expose to the people the government is your enemy. But we don't have to go any further than Lahaina. When we look at the details of what happened in Hawaii with this fire, and forget the conspiracy theory on the front end, I'm talking about the conspiracies that started to steal from people and dead family members afterwards, one day after, okay? If that's not a message that your government is your enemy, I don't know what is. And I want to make sure I say this very clearly, because I've never talked like this before. This government is a bigger enemy to you than communist China or Russia. There's no one even close. The people that run government now could give a crap about you. They won't be happy until they own what you own, control every aspect. And if a lot of you have to die for that to happen, so be it. Mm. Okay, this is the sign. This is what it looked like, so you can see what the sign. It was that. Still voting with the V for Vendetta and a question mark. That was my campaign sign for 06 or Secretary of State. You know, still voting. And it had, this one doesn't have it, but it had my name, Ernest Hancock, Secretary of State, the itty bitty type up here. This was the message. You know, that was the message that I wanted right here. You still voting? So this has been, you know, a popular people in New Hampshire, Maine have used this in their campaigns. And it, it's a sentiment that that's not really the solution. You know, I, I it, if you're still voting, I mean, okay, vote for me or something, but not them or something. An acknowledgement that we are way over the Rubicon, man. That you know, they're inside the castle. They've crossed the moat. There's something, and I don't see the solution. I give you another example. I was talking to a Politico that called me about some activism they're doing in Arizona and when I'm getting back, and they want a whatever. Long story, but um, I found out from them that Clint Bollock is one of Arizona Supreme Court justices. He's been on the show several times. He was a speaker at our first Freedom Summit. He's been active. And then he's been on my show a couple of times since he's been on the Supreme Court. Well, I asked him recently to come on during the lockdown and everything. Eh, not so much. His wife, Shauna, was a state legislator in my district. In September of 19, when we had our last vaccine education summit which had Dell Bigtree and Dr. Mikevitz and a bunch of others five legislators showed up a bunch of you know they're oh yeah we're with you to I go no you're not said, traitors first I know what you guys are going to do because I knew this million dollar grant for eliminating an exemption or creating a mandate was out there and they weren't go- well Shauna was one not one of the legislators of the five that came, but she was mine. Do I gotta you know run against you? I mean, I just you know since I know your husband, we're friends, and so on. Just say what's up. So we went and met at a Starbucks, you know, not too far away. Sat down for a half hour, you know, chit chat. You gonna come to the summit? Or are you going to you know start supporting uh, uh, autonomy for your body and freedom of whatever? 
she's like, Nat can't, you know, too powerful lobby. I got bigger plans or whatever. She loses her election. Okay. Then you had one of the Republicans recently, somebody stepped down, retired, did something. And Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, you're talking about appointed her as legislator. Do you know anything about that? No. So Shauna Bollock, Clint Bollock's wife, she's quite a bit younger, wife, she was uh, a legislator, then not. Then there was a vacancy. She just got appointed by the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors to finish out that legislative term. I don't know the details behind it other than that. So I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. Well, definitely, here's someone libertarian-oriented, you know, knows all the people, and kind of that's how her and Clint met. You know, is she going to stand up against, wasn't my experience in the 19 before this even started? FYI, you get somebody with the great credentials of, I'm a freedom guy and I know how to spell libertarian, doesn't matter. They got another agenda and they understand how the system works. So I'll be pressing on that, and they wanted to make sure I knew that was going on. The news, we can go over just some of the news on Freedoms Phoenix, and I'll scare the crap out of everybody. But I'm looking for solutions. So, David, you've been successful in a lot of resistance against the man, you know, on you know your property and different activities that you've had. But this is, and I know you uh, converse with uh, Mike Adams, you know, Health Ranger, quite a bit, and you know a lot of the inside and whistleblowers and people and intelligence community military telling you what's up and everything but i'm way over here on solutions fixing doing ignoring whatever what path are you on do you think you're going to fix it i mean how what is it that you're advocating well i'm trying to raise awareness to an anti-incumbency and as i said that's more symbolic than it is practical but we need to do this uh we need to say no to government as a whole because there is no representative representation for the people. There's none. There might be a few that are okay, but honestly, we're better off if we just wipe the board clean. But that's still not going to change things. Uh, and 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 honestly, I don't think that there's a political solution here. Uh, I, I think I think this, Ernie. Um, if you ask me where I'm at for a solution, uh, I want to adopt the Nancy Reagan policy. Just say no. We're coming to a point when they come with the master mandates next month and uh, mandatory vaccines to do this, that, or the other, the 15-minute cities, we just say no. And we don't give them an option. We force them to build a fence around the country and call it jail. We need to just say no. Now, I will tell you this. I've talked to enough military people through the years. Uh, At the Pentagon, they're hopelessly compromised. They're traitors to the United States and the people. But below them and the field commanders, base commanders, and so forth, I've got a pretty good feel for what they're thinking. And the one thing I hear consistently is that the people stood up and they felt that about three out of four Americans, and this is what you hear, are willing to say no, and they would support a coup. We might very well see a military uh, uh, action, civil war, coup d'etat, for example, or a counter coup is really more accurate, led by the military if the people will support it. Uh, I think that's ultimately where this might be headed. Well, that'd be scary people, too. I don't need the military. Oh, we're on your. Oh, the military's uh, uh, on the, our Ernie, side. Yeah. Ernie, don't mistake. Don't mistake that for me saying this needs to happen. I'm talking about progression of action. Right now, what I'm saying to happen is if they come out with mass mandates, big middle finger to you. Big middle finger to you. Uh, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And we're overwhelmed by our refusal. I will tell you, they played that hand before, Ernie. 
And I think people, for the most part, see through this. And I think this is one area where we can get some uniformity of action going on. And Arizona got through the mandates in fairly unscathed fashion compared to many areas in the country. But right now, we got Katie Hobbs and Adrian Fontes that are as criminal as anyone that's ever served in this state. We will be locked down just like Michigan, just like California. And to my fellow Arizonans, I'm saying right now, don't do what they tell you. They are lying to you. They will manufacture the truth. And here's the other thing, Ernie. You know, change, it's virus, it's pandemic, it's all the same thing. These reprobates come through and they say, it's climate change. We've got to do this and do that. It's the virus. We've got to do it. And they don't give you one inch of science. So they don't even have a problem they define. And then they come with these mitigation interventions and they say, you've got to do this. Well, wait a minute. Do this based on what? You haven't even defined the problem scientifically. Now you want us to trust you and say we should do what you want just because you say so. We have science by consensus, not by research. And people need to demand proof for what they're saying. But here's the problem. Our schools for a couple of generations have so dumbed down the population that people can't even look at research and tell if it's real. I mean, it's like, is it a control group, experimental group? What's the placebo? They don't even know what these things are. So how could they evaluate even if we were told? So, you know, what is that old saying in the Bible? You know, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. This Mm. is kind of where we're at. You know, I'm looking up a clip. uh, Yeah, I'll just explain it. Captain America Winter Soldier was like... um, really a libertarian warning a lot of people you'd be amazed a marvel movie back at the time when that was done was like oh eight oh nine ten around in there and winter soldier the whole idea was is that they had a database of dissidents and they had the heller carriers go up and they had the the capacity to take out 30 40 million people these three heller carriers that go out and zap 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 and they knew who and where they were because of their cell phone okay they're tracking them they got the little tracking thing. Zoop, damn, they're done. The criteria for taking people out were all the dissidents. But how do you know who the dissidents are? How do you know the ones that won't comply? How do you know the ones that aren't wearing the mask? How do you know the ones that are you know, using social media to warn friends and family? How do you know who the ones are the roots of the grapevine they're doing? How do you know? Well, they know now, okay? So, you know, all of this stuff before, it's just a prep. It's just a data collection. It's finding out who we need to take care of. We need to we need to call the herd of all the resistors. So if you don't stand up, if you don't actively take them out, root and branch, you know, then you're just susceptible. You're just going to be called out away from their herd of cattle that they're creating or sheep of the masses. So you either hide, you know, I I don't have to comply or not comply because I'm in the not complyville of the mountain. Or, you know, if you, you know, comply and try and go stealth, then you're a slave anyway. Or if you resist and you're mama bear and you kind of know we pull the kids out of school, you don't comply with that. You let them fire you from your job. You sue them. You get a settlement. You know, yada, 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 yada. You're the target. So the fact that they're coming back now means what? I have no idea. But you got things to worry about, you know, mm. Chinese invading from North Dakota. You know, they got a base across, you know, the border, and then they buy all the land south of it. Hey, we're just 
walking our property. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, you have all these kinds of things that are just sitting there waiting to happen. Oh, we'll come together if it's a, we're getting invaded by the Chinese and the world will come together if we get invaded by aliens. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it's so predictable. So my my source of all this is, well, CBDCs, you say, are coming to, and you know what my source is? The source of duh, okay? Duh. Because they can. They need to. They're going to have to control what you can and can't do, buy, have, you know, use, what. You'll own nothing, and here's your happy shot. This is so dystopian. So many books have been, you know, predicting of this. And I want to show this one. um, Well, there's a couple of them. This was a 1956 show. Let me see if you can see this. All right. We can see that. Let's see if you can hear it. Just give me a thumbs up if you can hear it, Dave. When you think of the future, you likely envision the remarkable technologies that you've seen in comic books and films. You may begin to picture flying cars, trains driven by electromagnets, or household robots that will see to your every need. While modern scientists agree that many of these inventions are either unlikely or unnecessary, it may surprise you to learn what the future could actually hold. Imagine being able to share your thoughts with millions of people at once, simply by typing them on a keyboard and sending them through the air. Think of what life will be like when all of the many fixtures of an office, including a typewriter and an entire Rolodex, can fit within a device smaller than a loaf of bread. Consider the vacation plans you could make when a single trip on an airplane is all that's needed to visit anywhere on Earth. Yes, the future certainly looks bright, but it isn't without its darker sides. According to some predictions, obesity will likely run rampant, and political corruption will become so commonplace as to be accepted. People with nothing entertaining or informative to say will broadcast their demands for attention, and once-beloved performers will become pushers of snake oil. Perhaps worst of all will be the emergence of a deadly and potentially devastating disease. Think of the last time that you contracted influenza. You were likely bedridden for days, having no appetite or desire to play games. Experts predict that by the year 2020, a new virus will rise, spreading from somewhere in Asia to the rest of the world. And with international travel being available to even the most common citizen, a sickness which would have been contained in years past will quickly spread to all corners of the globe. Okay, was that real? I, I have no Amazing. idea, but, man, it was freaking timely. You know, it says 19, February of 1956. So I'm like, ooh, that was good. All right. Now, this is, you know, the one other thing I wanted to do. When you were talking about, I got to tell the story behind this. This was, um, when was this? This was uh, 2004, five around in there that the ACLU did this pizza order about uh, admonition against... um, All right, let me do a little bit of explaining here. It was an admonition against surveillance, okay, that they're going to be able to tell you what you can and can't do with your money. Now, of course, they're, you know, silent on it. They're supporting it. But uh, at the time, 
we were in lawsuits and uh, against the state of Arizona in the Maricopa County elections on them um, saying that you couldn't be off of the government records to register to vote because people had orders of protection against somebody was trying to kill them or something like that. Look, you know, judges, when you go, they register to vote, but you can't find their home address on government documents. Police, not on government documents. A battered wife, you know, left her husband, whatever, she's registered. He's going to know where she's at. So we had a similar circumstance like that. Somebody wanted to be private and they wouldn't let him do it. So then it was a you know big thing. Well, the ACLU chairman in Arizona came out and said, no, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. Well, then we made a big deal out of the fact that she had listed her home address as the office of the ACLU there, which was illegal. Because she wanted privacy, but didn't want anybody else to have. So we're like, really? Well, there was somebody did a story on that, and it went on Yahoo GeoCities. used to have, like, permanent... Um, uh, or free web pages you could make or something. It was up there. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah, I remember it was 04. Yeah, it was 04, 05, around in there, because I was at Air America, and the station manager got called. And, uh, you know, we have Janet Napolitan, um, not Janet, uh, her name was Janet something, but she was a the state chair of the ACLU demanding that I take that site down, which I didn't have any control over. You know, now I got permanent sites and you can't take it down. But I go, I don't have anything to do that. Well, we're going to, well, going to do what you're going to do. You know, ah, man, you, you keep doing it. Because what happened was the fact that we showed that she was doing that at the time that this scary pizza ACLU video came out that had the ACLU warning of all this, you know, surveillance and the data that they get on you and everything while she was protecting herself and not advocating for anybody else to do it, saying, no, you guys have to give your data because that's what the parties wanted. So this was what got her fired, okay? And uh, But I want to show you what this is so you kind of get the idea. Here we go. This is ordering a pizza, ACLU. Pizza Palace. Is this Mr. Kelly? Uh, yes. Thank you for calling again, sir. I share your national identification number as 610-204-9998-45-54610. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I see you live at 736 Montrose Corp, but you're calling from your cell phone. Are you at home? I'm just leaving work, but I'm... Oh, we can deliver to Bob's Auto Supply. No, I'm on my way home. How do you know all this stuff? We just got wired into the system, sir. Oh, well... I'd like to order a couple of your double meat special pizzas. Sure thing. There'll be a new $20 charge for those, sir. What do you mean? Sir, the system shows me that your medical records indicate that you have high blood pressure and extremely high cholesterol. The total is $67 even. $67? Well, that includes the delivery surcharge of $15 to cover the added risk to our driver of traveling through an orange zone. I live in an orange zone? Now you do. Looks like there was another robbery on Montrose yesterday. But I want double meat. Well, I'm sure you can afford the $67, then. You just bought those tickets to Hawaii. They weren't cheap, eh? Oh, but I see you checked out the budget beach bomb at the library last week. Hmm. I'll get the sprout subs. Good choice, sir. Gotta watch that waist if you're hitting the beach, eh? 42 inches. Wow. That's how much? 
just between you and me, there's a $3 off coupon in this month's Total Men's Fitness magazine. Your wife Betty subscribes to that, right? Anyhow, <laughs> clip that and it's $19.99 even. Whoa, looks like you maxed out on all your credit cards. Bring cash, okay? Want to stop this from happening? Go to ACLU that was advocating for that very kind of data being available, and uh, we outed it, and then she was fired. So, Ernie, where did you get this? I want to see it. That's on ACLU. Look at the webpage. ACLU.org video ordering pizza. Just put ACLU ordering pizza, and it'll come up. You know, I, you know, this was back in 04. I mean, what's the date they have on this thing? When did they do this? This first came out in 04. It starts when you're always afraid. Step out of the line, the man come and take you away. We better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us, but if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Let us make them remember we are not afraid! No fear, no fear, no fear, no fear here on Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock on the Free Talk Live Network. We're continuing our conversation with Dave Hodges. You know, a longtime friend and activist and podcaster out of Phoenix, Arizona, the Common Sense Show.com. An interesting discussion will continue right now. Ernie, where did you get this? I want to see it. That's on ACLU. Look at the webpage ACLU.org video ordering pizza. Just put ACLU ordering pizza, it'll come up. You know, I, you know this was back in 04. I mean, what's the date they have? on this thing. When did they do this? This first came out in 04. Okay? So when you look at the beginning of the... um, Yeah, I'll just run... Because it has a date on the order 
here. Last called June 2nd, 04. You know, was, you know, had a date on here. So I remember this is back then. And she wanted to get that. Either we had caught her advocating for this kind of data. She had to get that offer. She was gone. Well, she was gone because I couldn't delete it anyway if I wanted to, like I ever would, you know. And they threatened me with death, dying, and damnation. They were going to, you know, they went after my Air America liberal, you know, so much stuff that they had done myself and Charles Goyette that we were their libertarian, token libertarians at Air America radio station that the general manager started becoming libertarian. He goes, wow. We had Naomi Wolf I introduced at the Revolution March in July of 05 in Washington, out on the lawn out there, tens of thousands of people, a Ron Paul thing. Before she came up, right before I introduced her, she goes, you libertarians were right. And she's been coming out kicking butt. So I'm just going, yeah, this is where it... So I'm feeling it's time. You know, it's just time. It's so much stuff. They want to play. They want to come after me, which they'll, you know... I catapult kittens in the swirl cactuses, whatever. I mean, you know, I go, yeah, and, you know, Freedom's the answer, what's the question? Do you advocate, you know, blah, blah, yeah, whatever. Freedom's the answer, what's the question? I mean, they have to. They have to attack because they don't know anything else. And it's not about me. It's about freedom. And I just need from Dave Hodges that knows a lot of people there that are in the Republican. See, I'm a, a totally different group of people, you know, they're more activists, street activists, libertarian, anarchists, voluntarists, we're already bartering, trading crypto and silver and already anyway. These people that are politicos, are they seeing the demand for them to even survive and feed themselves that they have to go barter, different kind of currency, trading their services? The feeling the feeling I get is this, and I'll use the elections as an example of what I'm talking about. In Arizona, the reason the Republicans, one of the reasons they probably voted against any type of election reform, uh, even though they know it's hopelessly corrupt, is because if an election can work against you, it can also work for you. And I think they felt they probably didn't have the juice to, to make the changes needed to make elections more fair. And they don't <laughs> want to end up like they don't want to end up like Liz Harris. That That's the first thing. The second thing I'd say this with regard to surveillance, I want to backtrack to that video for a second. Uh, one of the things that I found in my research is that you have seven to ten devices in your home, if you're average, that are tracking everything you say and do, and it goes to whoever to collect the data on you. The NSA yep. has a naughty nice list already. I've been told this. I don't have all the details, but I know they score you on certain categories, and you have an aggregate score. And I said, what's the aggregate score? And they go, that's naughty or nice list score. Well, what does it mean? Well, we don't know where they draw the line. We just know they have files on everybody. It's J. Edgar Hoover on steroids. So, in other words, they already know who they want to get rid of. They already know who they want to go after. That that data already exists. That's my point on the uh, Winter Soldier movie, is that if they had... Okay, just ask this question. If they, them, those... T3, those that won't leave us alone. Who are they, Ernie? There are those who want to be just left alone, and there are those that just won't leave them alone. Okay, that's what I mean by they, them, those. The ones won't leave me alone. They're easy to identify. If T3 wants to, you know, take out opposition to them, what would they do? They need to know who the opposition is. By what criteria? I don't know. Whatever criteria they create, AI does, whatever. Then they push a button, boom, it finds them. If you take out this, 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 
then you're good. You don't have opposition. They always say that. That's when they try to go out after dissidents or terrorists or you know ISIS or whatever and whatever Iraq, Afghanistan. So we get rid of these five thousand people, then we're good. Well, then you just pissed off twenty, thirty thousand more people. You know that it, it never stops. Which they make money on anyway. They're going okay. I guess we got to keep fighting this war. You know what's the Ukraine war about? About having a war. About laundering more money. This is why you know. Um, Assange and Snowden and Manning and all these guys got nailed is because they were outing that Afghanistan was a farce. It was just a money laundering gig. What do you think Ukraine is? While Maui burns, they're you know needing more money for Ukraine. There's we have a story going up this afternoon. Hawaii, state of Hawaii, is doing a fundraiser for not Maui, Ukraine. And I'm going, are you freaking kidding me? This is so obvious. So what do we do about it? Now, one of the things I wanted to, I was doing a show with uh, uh, James Corbett, and he made this point. He goes, you know, as is always, like Timothy McVeigh, you know, Oklahoma City bombing, this kind of stuff, there's always the guy that washed out a special forces training, washed out of, you know, some basic or whatever. Well, Edward Snowden washed out. Oh, I, oh, I, owie, I, I, I fall down, go boom, hurt my knee or something. Then, but he has all kinds, you know, patriotic, and mom and dad works for the government, and I got uh, skills in IT and so on. So he goes in, works for the CIA. Then he goes and works for the NSA. Well, then he outs all the stuff on the NSA. Did he ever stop working for the CIA? And the point that they're, they're, he was trying to make was that the CIA and the NSA may be competing communities. So you want to out the NSA, make the CIA look better or something, and you're going, well, when does that ever happen? BATF. You know, and the BTF with BATF was out um, uh, is it BATF uh, uh, I gotta get the right acronyms. Anyway, you know, tobacco and firearms guys. So the Bureau of Tobacco and Firearms, BTF. So they went out and they did a fundraiser on this Waco thing. They needed to, you know, have something happen so they make some money. You know, get a budget increase, get a whatever. I remember the 60 Minutes thing they did on, ooh, the women they're doing, you know, they're complaining about and they're being misogynist, you know, at the BATF, kind of, you know, whatever. So I'm going, you know, this is just typical that is Snowden really, you know, the, the freedom guy? Or was he just out in the NSA as a CIA thing? Who knows? Who cares? It's not the point. The point is, is that we're being distracted from what's really happening. What's really happening, all of the opposition to the mass and the mandates and all the stuff that happened, people that donated to the trucker convoy, the people, the people, the people. Those are the ones that are the roadblock to they, them, those doing the great reset of, boom, here's your central bank digital currency. When you get rid of them, or you use like Liz Harris as an example, you start talking about this or even suggest a name that goes to the committee of you weren't even there, you're excommunicated and you know deleted from the rules of being a legislator, and anybody else that does it will too. Feel me? This is Chuck Schumer when Trump won in 16 comes out, they'll get you, you know, six ways from Sunday. We're going to get some. Well, what are they doing? They're just constantly hammering Trump. 
with all kinds of indictments, and Arizona's thinking of coming out with an indictment. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, okay, good. But what if, what if you don't give a crap what the election says? What if? What if you ignore them? What if? What if you do barter? What if you don't have taxing events? What if you live a life differently? What if you occupy the land? What if? So we're going to find out a what if and advocate, because I'm always a decade ahead anyway. But, you know, we do it now. It's going to be in, because all the stuff that we had done before has come to pass. Neon, I freaking told you so. Those are my pronouns, David. I told you so. That's my new pronouns. <laughs> well, you know, I've said this a lot recently. What we were talking about from two, 2010 to about 2015 is now coming into play today and in many, many ways. And, and uh, the Obama administration was like the eighth inning setup pitcher. He put all the things out there for Hillary Clinton to act on when she became president in 2016. The good thing for us, we got a four-year reprieve because Donald Trump didn't implement all these things. Uh, Biden is. And uh, and we do need to get active, Ernie. I, I know there's a feeling out there we can just ignore this, but we can't. <laughs> And because, listen, CBDC comes in, it's game over. They will control what you eat. You saw right there in the pizza video from the ACLU. Yep. Uh, you know, changing the order of the pizza because we don't like your waist size. Yeah, this is 04. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's almost 20 years ago. But you think we didn't know it was coming? Well, the bottom line is what was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. Yep. Um and depopulation goes with it. Yep. I mean, there's another variable that overrides a lot of this stuff, too, and it's AI. AI could replace 80 to 90% of all jobs. So what option does the government have at that point if they haven't killed people off in a war? Well, it's universal basic income. Well, how long are these people going to be able to do this or even want to do this? Because a lot of these people that run our government are old Fabian socialists. They believe you don't put more into the state than you take out. You should be done away with. This is why you see the euthanasia movement sweeping through Canada, coming into America. So they're going to do away with a lot of people. Henry Kissinger labeled it useless eaters is what he called most of us. And that's coming, Ernie. If we don't stop this they are going to systematically exterminate large swaths of the population by one means or another. Because they can. You know, it's one thing I had uh, a friend of mine. We had, um, oh, what was it? It was uh, saying it said, you know, 80% of government employees could be replaced with robots. And he immediately came back and he goes, 100% of government employees can be replaced with pictures of robots. <laughs> So I, 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 yeah, man, that's the attitude. So what about um, Michelle Obama run for president? You think that was always the plan? What do you think? What do you think? No, she has no chance. So they, they control the machines, man. What do they care? Well, but the, okay, so that's a different question. Can they ramrod anybody through Can they or, or versus can they make someone a viable candidate? So I'll answer the question this way. They can select anyone they want, and they can arrange the election. But in terms of making someone viable to the public, no, she has no chance. Um, what they do is all the early candidates for um, whenever you have a, a candidate comes up, and I'm here I am to save the day, whoever that person is, it's never them. Like DeSantis comes in, he burns out, they haven't done, you know. 
Ramaswamy, ah, we'll see what happens with him. You know, any other guy, don't care. Trump, you know, that's a whole other thing. We'll see what happens. But um, the Democrat, whoever comes up early is not it. Well, is it Biden and he's not it? I don't see how he could be it. Kamala Harris. He won't even be alive. He won't even be alive. I mean, he's on he's on Maui, and he didn't even know what island he was on when he was. Yeah, no, this is you know, alive is kind of a subjective term. But it the, reminds uh, me of that song. You know, you know, I go to parties till quarter to four. And it's hard to leave when you can't find the door. That's Obama. I got I got dementia till quarter to four. It's hard to leave when you can't find the door. That's who's running the the government. Well, actually, he's not running it. His handlers are running it. Right. But nonetheless, and I mean, and here's what they think of us, Ernie. He says no comment about the terrible destruction and loss of life. And then he takes 13 days to go, and he talks about his Corvette after people have lost everything. And he somehow equates what he's been through on a minor basis to this mass destruction he's seeing. Uh, this is why the people flipped him off all the way along his motorcade route in signs with you know FJB, and we all know what that stands for. Um, but here's the thing. That resistance against uh, Biden and and the people running our government isn't manifested in change because the change is not possible politically because of the system we have. So that doesn't give the people much option. Now, I think the people, like I said earlier, they've been conditioned to a state of learned helplessness. And let me explain what, what I mean by this. There was an experiment, series of experiments done in the 60s. And what they did is they put a dog on an electrical grid and they shocked it and the dog showed it had escapability. And then they built a barrier around the, 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 the grid and shocked the dog. It tried to escape, but it couldn't. Eventually, it just laid down and took the shocks, removed the grid. And then in phase three of the experiment, they shocked the dog and the dog just laid there and took it. That's where most of America is today. We've been that condition that we have a state of learned helplessness. Now, here, here's what we do know, though. Even in seriously depressed people that are suicidal, many times if there's a threat to their life or you give them electric shock or whatever, you can stir something in them. And there might be a time when they back the wounded animal into the corner in this country and the people respond with vehemence. But it's possible that the the violence level, I mean, the violence that we're going to see could go from zero to 60 overnight. Uh, But right now I would say this, Ernie. Uh, in fact, I did a video this morning on YouTube, and here's what I said. Uh, you have the, we're going to rise up and fight against the people uh, that are running our government. Not going to work if you're citizens. The military is going to support us because there's so many of us, and we'll overthrow this government and do a counter coup. Or we're just going to lay down and take our beating. And I told the audience, I think it's number three, because we're in a state of learned helplessness. I think we're going to go quietly into the night. Um, we who... Everybody, the, the general, the general population. There's people like I don't you care about general population. I'm past worrying about general population. Yeah, but you're at a general question. Are people going to rise up? I don't think so. Are there people that won't submit like you and me? Yes. And you know how that's going to end. Yeah. No. This is why I always say it's going to be a food thing. You know, people rise up it when they're hungry. You know. Um, this will turn into a food thing and all the things that go with that, which is mm-hmm. a lot. You know, you, you start depriving people of food, you know, and, and oh, we got food. It was hopping over there a little bit ago. It was a cricket. <laughs> go around people going around like in the movies in the desert of jumping on grasshoppers. You know, I, I this is it's so 
obvious what's coming. And I don't know what people think insulates them because it used to be we have accumulated wealth. I've seen a lot of recent charts. We have some going up on Freedom's Phoenix this afternoon. Uh, a guy named uh, The Economic Truth by John Snyzen out of Manitoba. He is a regular guest, a good friend, and he has, you know, a, a lot of charts. I mean, he does a lot of research. He's written books on the economy and so on. Well, one thing that he showed is the median income uh, for America is a lot higher than anywhere else. If you take out London, the median income in the rest of uh, Great Britain is that of Mississippi. You know, I mean, it's if it depends heavily on uh, for the country's average is all the wealthy in London. It's that way for a lot of countries except America, and it's changing rapidly. The way it used to be is America's middle class was middle class. That was America. You had the ultra-rich, and you had the ultra-poor, and then you had, like everybody else, that had, you know, two cars, a picket fence, a single-family home, and, you know, and uh, a microwave. I mean, you know, whatever. We have actual savings. Now, you know, nobody can put their hands on 500 bucks. So this is... We are already maxing out on... You look at the credit card debt, you know, for just people's credit. Credit card debt, skyrocketing. Municipal debt, skyrocketing. U.S. debt, skyrocketing. I saw that I keep track of the 30-year treasury. That's one thing that I look at. And, I, you know, I'll show it to you. And the reason is for decades I've looked at this. 30-year treasury. Why do you think I would do that? Well, it talks about a number of things, but one is stability of the money supply. Well, you know, whenever it starts to shoot up, let me see if I can find a chart here that I can share. Because whenever it starts to shoot up, you know, and it's over. Yeah, here, I'll show you. Boom. <clears throat> here we go. When this shoots up, it's, it means debt for, there's a long reason why, but this is what I'm waiting on. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Now, when was it way up there? Okay, let's take a look at all. This is back in the mid-early uh, uh, 1980s. Then you had, um, this is all Reaganomic stuff, and this is when they were trying to save the dollar. Now, then you had the Fed uh, interest rate was up like 15% or something. We are... We have been living in la-la land here for a long, just keeps going, and this is going to happen again. When this does, it's over. That's why one of my hot links, every day I look at the 30-year treasury, because I know that's indicative of what's coming. And it's starting. It's been below 3% for like ever. Yeah, when was the last time I closed it? But when was the last time? So I there's certain things that I look at just to go, and here we go. And that's one of them. So when you have treasuries, a lot of times, the longer it is, it should, you know, because it's under risk more, it should be higher. Well, the two in 10 years starting to go past the 30. Why? Because it's in more risk. You know, the long term, they're looking at short term, we got a lot of risk. China's economy is starting to take a dump. They're uh, mm-hmm. going to have to wipe off a whole bunch of debt they have from their housing and fake economy. Fake, a fake, a fake, a fake, a fake. The entire world is fake. And the only ones that have gone and backing up whatever currency they come up with, with gold, and like I trust them. You know, how much gold do we got in Fort Knox that's not tungsten? I mean, you know, it's, 
I, I, it, it's so bad that we have to think locally. It's going to be where are you getting your food? Where are you being able to have a job or make income to buy your food? Where are you going to be living to wherever you can prepare your food? It's going to be a food thing. So, however, I feel pretty lucky. I'm in a bus, man. You know, I've got everything right. I'm, I'm good. But I'm telling you, I worry for my children and anybody else. We're going back There's to Arizona, bad, October. There's bad news. Buying bad news land. On the food front. Then what? There's bad news on the food front, Ernie. What do you think? We have uh, cattle production uh, now is the lowest level in 65 years. We've had 200 food processing plants be destroyed mysteriously. Not one federal investigation. Roads? It's the Ernest Hancock Show. Where we're going, there aren't any roads. Roads? We don't need no stinking roads. <laughs> Welcome back to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network with me, Ernest Hancock. Continuing our conversation with Dave Hodges, the Common Sense Show. There's bad news on the food front, Ernie. What do you think? We have uh, cattle production uh, now is the lowest level in 65 years. We've had 200 food processing plants be destroyed mysteriously, not one federal investigation. If they were Planned Parenthood, they'd be all over it with the DOJ and the FBI, but they're not. They don't care. We have the Dimming the Sun program. I want to take down the sunlight to the earth by 18%. That affects crop yield. You have the Chinese and Bill Gates buying up farmland all across America. And the latest thing is this, and it's something I've been looking into. Eight states in the Midwest, uh, uh, from uh, Nebraska all the way to Ohio, they have what's called these carbon capture programs. And they got some federal judge to tell this uh, uh, NGO, you can go on farmer's land, dig a 90-foot trench, right in the middle of their farming, and then put all these toxic chemicals in the soil in the name of carbon capture. Some of these devices are 100 feet away from their water supply, uh, their leach fields, their house, and uh, this is being unchallenged. And deputies come on with these NGO workers, and they tell the farmers, you say anything, do anything, you're going to jail for contempt of court. So this is going on now, and what does it affect? The food supply. So I totally agree with you. They're after food, and if you look at... How did Stalin control Ukraine? He starved him to death. And that's what's coming here. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, I, I have a lot of stuff up. We'll just scroll here. People can see what's on the front page of Freedom's Phoenix right now. You just go right now. Okay? And if you're a subscriber, you get this in an email dispatch. And how you do that is you go to the top of the page, and it says join us. And, you know, it's free. It's all good. Now, here we have Tucker Carlson interviewing Gen- uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Um, uh, talking about Ukraine, man, this is going to turn into here coming home. We're going to have got to have a war. And I go, you think censorship's bad now? Wait till it's war and 24. The 2024 election cycle and war. War in 24. War in 24. Here we go. Censorship, war in 24. What do you think's going on with Ukraine? What's going to happen, man? I, I have a little different view. And I do agree about the Ukraine part, what you're saying. But I'm not even sure we're going to have an election in 24, and I'll tell you why. It's my, based on my discussion. Yeah, but let me tell you why I think this. They don't. I don't think they have to have an election. But the other thing is this: 
is that they have limitations on how much they can cheat. And this is what I go on the experts I talked to about voting machines and all this other stuff. They can't cheat 100%. And right now, Biden's rating approval rating is not 30% that they say in the mainstream media. It's more like 10%. And the question is, can they cheat enough to swing an election? And the answer is, they're kind of at critical mass. And the thinking is, they may not be able to afford to have an election. So you create a crisis where you have martial law and no election. And I think that's possible. Well, you had Zelensky going, oh, are we going to have an election? Well, if we're at war, we can't have an election in our fight yeah, for democracy. You've got to stop the election because can't have election if we're at war and the war for democracy to have elections, we're not going to have an election. <laughs> I'm like, what the crap is that? We're fighting for democracy while he cancels elections. And they're going to do the same thing here. It's all over. See, that's why I've always been throughout history, even in the Civil War, they have to have an election. If you don't have an election, credibility for whatever the hell happens is done. You know, and we're done. You know, so you don't have an election, fine. Then you don't have a country anymore. You don't have, you know, the a Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration gets done. We're done. You know, thank you for playing. It's done. And I'm, I appreciate making sure everybody knows it's done. So are we done? Are we done? I just want to know. Are we done? Okay, we're mm-hmm. done. So they do uh, that, there, we're done. There's an antidote. If they have CBDC in and they have total control, they have total control, then it doesn't matter what you do. Elections are meaningless. and They won't have to have them. And I don't know that that's going to happen in 2024. But I remember since 92, I've been hearing, oh, they won't have an election because this, that, and the other. Okay, I've never believed that nonsense. But I think now it's in the realm of possibility. The election might be unneeded, and they may not be able to win it on the side uh, where they have to cheat enough to win it. I don't know that they can. So they got to look for alternatives. But I'll tell you what, if we're, if we do any kind of nuclear exchange, election is going to be meaningless anyway. You're not going to be able to hold an election. Where will you go to vote? You know, there's been, um, they even got on the ballot or being on the agenda in the state of New Hampshire for secession. Well, will there be secessions? And who's going to allow even mm-hmm. a vote on secession? They go, yeah, we secession's been decided. You can't. Why? Well, it's called case of Grant versus Lee. That's why. You know? Oh, okay. You know? So this is um, uh, the mindset about in Texas, the Lone Star State, when they came in, that was part of the conditions is that they could leave. And they could go into five states and get 10 senators <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. They tried. That's what I call it, the Republic of Texas, you know. So there is, and they go, ah, no, that, we, we reneged on that deal. You can't do it because uh, Grant versus Lee, because we say. So it always comes down to just general public opinion. And they'll tell you what that is. So saith the computer. So saith AI that we program. So saith, uh, you know, whatever the hell we want to do. And, and we got a shiny badge and, and a directed energy weapon. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's a good conspiracy. This is a good conspiracy. I started seeing blue umbrellas, blue trash cans, blue cars, whatever, didn't burn. And I go, what's so special about blue? Because lasers, blue light lasers or something, don't affect them. You know, it's kind of they did the, you know, demonstration of this. And I'm going, all right, well, that's kind of weird. We'll see where that goes. But no matter how outlandish the conspiracy, it winds up being true. So I'm an open mind, man. I just, whatever. Have you heard about that? Have you seen demonstrations of that? That's true. Listen, could I go into a court of law and prove what we're kind of getting at here? Directed energy weapons did what they did on Maui. Uh, I'd have a hard time with that because I don't have access to all the data points. But I will say this. 
the actions after the fact convict them. They were well organized in what they wanted to do city. in Lahaina. You know, let me give you an example. It takes 15 days minimum to evict someone with the procedures you have to go through. And they were evicting people on the seventh day. They're seizing land now. They've done away with a historic district designation. The governor has basically taken away all the land rights from the people. Oh, you said he I was. Believe... We're looking at ways to take the land. I'm like, what yeah, the exactly. crap? Exactly. Well, that's after he had a press conference where he said he was going to stop all development coming in from buying up stuff. And yet that's exactly what they're doing. You know, Bezos came in with $100 million of cash, says, I want to buy Lahaina and make it a smart city, i.e. a 15-minute city. Uh, the fix was in. And this is why you know that this was a conspiracy ahead of time. And I'm going to say something very controversial, but I believe it to be true. Uh, I don't need to go beyond three things. One, the sirens didn't play because they said the excuse was they'd run out and run to the hills and get burned up. Oh, no one's that stupid. They would have seen the danger coming in and run to the ocean or got out. They evacuated the tourists, but uh, and then they trapped the locals. And the way they trapped the locals, two things. They didn't give them the water they needed to fight the fire. And I've seen video where the, yeah. the water ran out when the fire department was fighting. And then they blocked the exits. And there's Yeah, that was weird. Policemen at the exits yeah. blocking traffic. That's Why? right. Because I was told to. They're the cars. Well, yeah, and that's and and who was the police chief? The guy who was the critical incident commander in Vegas in that shooting, and they totally acquiesced to the FBI's investigation that was a whitewash and a cover up. So that's who they brought in to be the police chief. So you look at that, okay? And then they didn't release the water, all right? The first time only, and then the sirens didn't go off, and then you blocked the exits. Um, this was a kill zone. And Ernie, they wanted to drive up the death curve. This is why they brought the kids home from school and let them burn up in their homes. And the reason I think they did it is because if you have five members of a family that own a property and two of them survive, they're going to want to rebuild or they're certainly going to have property rights within the family. If you wipe out the families, okay, their heirs are probably on the mainland and they're going to sell out to the developers. That's why I think they wanted to drive. Okay, this is one thing, you know, that I haven't even scratched the surface. I I get all I'm I'm always my audience knows. I always say three weeks, three weeks, blah, 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 blah. I wait three weeks. If it's not in the first three minutes of the 14 year old kid with the video on his iPhone that he posted up on IPFS that can't be deleted, then three weeks. I wait three weeks after three weeks. You kind of find out what's up, you know, Well, we're getting there. And um, there were high winds at the time. Why? Because, I don't know, high winds. You know, Ooh, they made them weather control of the dad. Don't know, don't care. There were high winds. When you got super high winds and you light anything on fire, you could see it, man. You got a hurricane and a fire, it's a freaking going to make it burn. But what started the fires? Where did they start? How many? And how many times have we been seeing, oh, it's global warming started these 14 fires in the forest of of Canada and, you know, on Maui and this and that. And so, well, fortunately, we have satellites. Fortunately, we have people get access to the telemetry of the satellites. You can look at the past uh, images. You can go. In, so people start going, look, fire started here, 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 encompassed this, wind blowing this way. What do you think was going to happen? So as time goes on, you get a few weeks of the amateur sleuth of I'm going to take a look, and you go, yeah, I'm thinking something's going on. Then you have, you know, Oprah and Bezos and Zuckerberg and these guys. Got, 
Ooh, we on Maui. We just want to have our own little special um, ion cannons on the coast of. We'll take out any opposition from the freaking peasants and have our, you know, super Epstein Island of whatever the hell. You know, they wouldn't do that. That'd be wrong. I mean, you know, come on. So, how much do you have to go through to see? And I don't even care. You know, of course I care, but I'm just like, where do I put my focus? My youngest daughter, Sierra, and her husband planned their first trip to Hawaii with her two little kids. That's like four and seven, eight, around there. And they're going to Maui. They were going right there. That's where they are booked for the first week in October. Are they still going to go? Are they going to allow them to go? Are they going to take stuff with them? Are they going to change the plans? Are we going to... You know, send something with them, a little something, something. And here's a recording, do some interviews for me kind of thing. Because Sierra used to be my producer for two and a half years. So I go, and she's like, no, I don't want to do it. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But this will be interesting. She get, you know, some guests for us, David. No, 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 no. So this is um, uh, always eventually going to come out, what's going on. As a lot of this stuff has been. But by then... They have already paid off somebody, signed them off, killed them, taken out the remaining family members of that. It's ours now. So when you don't have any survivors, what does it do? It goes into probate. The state determines. And the governor's already said, oh, yeah, we're going to do a memorial to, of, of, of yeah, they're not living here anymore. So this is, it's so bad. What do you think you're going to do, vote? What are you yeah, going to do, let me- David? Let me read to you. No, the voting is not it. Let me read to you something that really kind of puts the hammer on this, that this was pre-planned. Um, there's information out there in, in documentation that in January of 2023, the state of Hawaii approved a development where the town of Lahaina is worth $75 million, and they were going to create 51-acre home sites. Well, wait a minute. There are already structures there, and this went through eight months before the fire. Okay, now, obviously, it wasn't acted upon, but they had pre-planned this. And then they did away with the historic site of Lahaina, so they don't have a protection of a historic site. And then it said there, they made an agreement with the Hawaiian elders. Uh, The government said, oh, yeah, we won't let developers come in and take your land and eminent domain and this and that, unless there's a natural disaster. And see, this is all the pre-planning. This... This was designed, and that's why I don't know if they use lasers for sure. I've seen some things that purport to be evidence. It doesn't matter. The fact is, however they did it, they did it because you know they did it because one day after, they were ready to go to seize that land. Okay, now, one thing you talk about this being um, a historic district. Why? Because it was one of the capital cities of the Kingdom of Hawaii. That was... The kingdom. When the United States took over took over Hawaii, it was a coup against the Queen of Hawaii. They went there, eh, it's ours now. So saith this battleship. That's what happened. Well then you got you know, Lahaina is what? Capital. And it's gone. And we're gonna start over. And it's a smart city. And man, it makes you go, hmm. So I just this is you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so not. I, I'm not in the mindset of you know fighting every little battle when I know what the solution is. Freedom, 
the support of individual rights. The only purpose of government is the defense of individual rights to own property. We had up um, Karl Marx. It was, um, you know, what do you think uh, the, the Marxism that's, the methodology that's being used in this stuff. Is that ringing a bell to you? You're a studier of Marxist history a little bit. You know, what do you, what do you think is mm-hmm. going on? Well, uh, it's, it's kind of Karl Marx because the state has all authority. I suppose that's the bottom line here of what you're saying. But um, I want to finish one thought though, Ernie, before we go to the underlying philosophy. Um, they evacuated the tourists hours before they blocked the locals in. Why would they evacuate the tourists? Why not let them die too? Because when people go don't go home to Florida and New Hampshire and Wyoming and California and Arizona, okay, now there are casualties there. There are families that are pissed off. Now you've spread the 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 awareness that people want to look at what went on because they lost family members and friends. That's why they got the tourists out. Why they lock in the locals? and block them from leaving for the reasons we already said. So I wanted to make sure we made that distinction. But as far as underlying philosophy go, because we can. The governor of Hawaii spoke to the UN a few weeks ago about 15-minute cities, okay? And that's the ultimate control over a population. It's an open-air prison is what it is. Okay, he's fine with that. And this man right now is systematically robbing the people in Lahaina of their property rights, the survivors, They're blocking life-saving medications. They still want people to die. They're blocking food because people don't have food handling license. And then FEMA and the Red Cross are sitting there with their thumbs up their ass doing nothing. So right there, the governor is complicit in the misery. And they just, what they're showing you is even bigger than the event. What the message is, anyone, anywhere can be victimized. Government is all powerful. And I think this is a symbolic event. And, and I'll tell you something else, Ernie. I don't know if you saw Biden when he was asked the question, what do you think about uh, Mao? You got anything to say about the casualties? No, no comment. You know what I think? I don't even think, I think he, he knew. knew. I don't think he knew. I think that's the first he heard of it. If you look at his body language, he was totally caught off guard. And he should have said something like this. Hey, it's a terrible loss of life. We're working out. We're going to give those people all the help they need. Sorry, got to go. That's right after we get our money said. for Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing, too. This is where America stands, and America needs to realize this. $700 per person who lost their home in Lahaina, $24 billion for Ukraine. Do I have to say any more? Okay. Yeah. Well, this is what I wanted to get to here. Let me show this. All right. The Marxist idea of property is this. The father of communism, Karl Marx, says in his Manifesto of the Communist Party, in this sense, the theory of the communist may be summed up in the single sentence, abolition of private property. Yes, absolutely. People are not going to be handing over their private property voluntarily to the communists. This will only happen at gunpoint once the communists are in power. So why do you say that communism is not violent? Political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. A quote from Mao Zedong, the father of communist China. So the whole point, the theory of communists is summed up in one sentence. Abolition of private property. That's what this is all about. That's why I have to occupy the land as a concept, as an idea, as the idea that government is there to allow 
for you to be able to build your own shelter, grow your own food, raise your own children. This is, no, they go, no, 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 no. You're a bee in the hive of big city of we put you in your assigned job of Brave New World. I mean, this is so obvious what's coming, but we have to be conditioned. How are you conditioned? Got to get your mind right, boy. You know, if you don't get your mind right, it's stick and carrot. If you don't, if you do it right, you know, you get, you know, you know, green fees and hookers or whatever, okay, as politicians, which they're looking for. And if you're not, you get the stick. I'm going to stick you. Bam. So what do you think is going to happen? You want to see the future. You look at what's punished and what's rewarded. There you go. And that's why we knew what was coming. They were punishing certain things and rewarding politicians and anybody go along with whatever. Here we go. But sooner or later, it takes a tireless minority ready to set brush fires in the minds of men and women that are going to do some mass whipping. How do we know this? It always has happened, and it always will. Well, they think they got robot armies, drones, and surveillance, and, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier Helicarrier is going to take you out. Will they? We'll see. If they can... They will. Then you're a dystopian future that's been advocated and demonstrated all through science fiction of here we go. So I, if that is inevitable, I just believe I have to go down fighting for what? You got to be careful what you're fighting for. Truth, justice, the American way, wherever the hell that is. Freedom. Freedom of the individual. The only purpose of government is to support that individual freedom. If you were doing anything else, it's suspect. You know, I just, the only way I know how to be free is advocate it for everyone. So that's what I'm willing to do. How many people out there are willing to do that? I I don't know. David, you know, you would think it would have been, I would have thought there would have been more resistance in Arizona to the lockdown than there was. I'm glad it was more than a lot of states, but it, uh, I think it would have been a lot more, which is why. Hobbs and friends had to come in, just like they always do, the nail sticking up higher in Arizona. Comment? No, you're exactly right. Um, The social psychology research on change is really interesting. There's a group called SNARK, and they have a long history of predicting fads and explosive trends and so forth. And what they tell us is that when a committed population on a single ideal reaches 10%, then you have a, a multiplying effect, and and I think I think right now we have over half the country to a later or lesser or greater degree knows what's going on in the country, but you only have about three or four percent of the people that are willing to stand up and be committed to some kind of action that reflects what they know, and 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 we're a long way off from getting to that ten percent. So you know, my- I, 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 it's back to I think we're going to lay down and take our beating until you don't. You know, it's, it's, you know, a lot of times it's whatever happens to children. I don't know if they're going to, you know, people are going to allow this again. You know, they're going to finally just permanently pull their kids out of government schools. You know, they should, they should homeschool. Well, I mean, they got increases in education budget. Yeah. They don't care. Fewer kids. Yeah. Whatever. You know, the, um, I have to be of the opinion that there's going to be resistance. And my experience has been, um, I mean, just from my experience, I didn't know about the 10% thing, but it was uh, 15%. You get 15% in any election polling data, something coming, they freak. 
You know, they them those got them something. You know, 15% represents hell no on whatever it is in elections or something that they're freaked mm-hmm. out about. Oh, my God, you hit 15%. They want to explain it to you. So RFK, RFK Jr., and that's when YouTube acted against him. Yeah, you're right, 15%. You're is right. that what he got, really? He was at 15%, and he demanded Secret Service protection, which they've denied, and he's entitled to by law. And then YouTube acted against him, and he's been shadow banned in a lot of different areas. He's talked about it openly. Look, yeah, I'm no, not an RFK. I, I like RFK in a lot of ways, but I would never vote for him for other reasons. But the thing I'll say this, they've set him up to be assassinated. Uh, it's just like the Ecuadorian uh, candidate that got assassinated for, and he's running for president. Oh, I won't wear a bulletproof vest. I don't need it. And da, 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 boom, he's dead. This is going to be RFK. And, he, and it's just like daddy. Daddy wasn't protected in 68 because they didn't protect candidates then. But he is, he said, I fear for my life. He has said that openly. And I do think his talk about vaccines and other sacred cows in the Democratic Party is going to make him a target. If that 15% grows and he becomes a serious threat to Joe Biden, I look for him to get killed. Um, I don't know how I could argue against it other than it would piss off a lot of people. But um, They don't care. Look at Lahaina. They yeah, don't care. And it's so in your face. See, if you were to go after, you know, all right, them SOBs got to die. We got to go get some. We're going to, I got a list. I got, who would be on the, what is it? It's, it's, it's like a religion. It's a philosophy. It's a, I, I, you need to be ruled over because, you know, this here poll said you should be ruled over and we're going to rule over you. I mean, who do you go after? You know, what is it? You can't be against something. You just got to be for freedom. If you got to be against, what are you going to be against? You know, who is it? What is it? It's got to just got to overwhelm. You got to make them obsolete. That's what you got to do. Just make government obsolete. And I think that's what they're afraid of. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Let us make them remember. We are not We're finishing our conversation in this last hour with Dave Hodges, the host of TheCommonSenseShow.com. Now, Dave and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, He had a situation going up against government we helped him with in the early days of doing, I started radio in 03, we'd have him on, and I uh, became a regular writer on Freedom's Phoenix. Then he started a podcast, very conservative, uh, Republican-style podcast, government's going to do it right this time. 
and uh, became very popular. He and I even shared time on a network before and uh, became good friends. But he's a little bit different, still trying to work inside the system and uh, with a lot of politicians and candidates and parties and that kind of stuff. I've gone through this machination of crap. So we're starting to come together. We've always been good friends. I have a lot of friends that are very politically active, but um, I kind of, it's a more general public opinion thing. I use the process to get the information out, to educate people, to show them that it's not working or, you know, we're going to fix it. No, it's already fixed (laughs) the way they want it. But as time has gone on, you start to see, we start to overlap a lot more and I will work with them, help them uh, be able to express themselves and to demonstrate what does and doesn't work. And I tell you what works are people. People seeing the truth, understanding the truth, getting at the root. For those that, you know, hack at the branches, it doesn't matter. It's who those that strike the root. That's what matters. And that's what we're going to keep talking about. Enjoy the last hour of our conversation. I, I, I really think we start to build up. We're going to get it fixed. Get her done. Pace. Just make government obsolete. And I think that's what they're afraid of, is that our ability to don't have to go to the blue pages looking for some government agency that's going to be permission to do something. You just go to the yellow pages and you find out where I'm going to go buy my lumber and just do it, you know. So that's the attitude. It's us. We are the problem. We think we got to go after and stop somebody from doing something. No, we just got to start doing stuff. You know, no. I'm not complying. Uh, there's a level of preparation. We've got to create a parallel society as much as we're able to. Guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools, just as a precursor list. I interviewed uh, Daisy Luther a number I interviewed Daisy Luther a number of times from the Organic Prepper. She came on my show one time. She goes, in winter climates in apartments, you may not be able to raise enough food in your apartment using these techniques to feed yourself and your family completely. She said, but you can make a big dent. And she went through and showed my audience how you do it. There are ways we can be independent of the system. And by the way, people don't even know this. FEMA, if they declare an emergency, can come into your house and take anything they want, including your food supply. That's why I'm telling people, whatever you need to sustain your life you're gathering right now, you better find a way to hide it, and you better hide it as a matter of practice because you never know when they're going to come to your house. You know, they had, uh, I tell this often when these issues come up, in the Washington State years ago, they... um, one of the farmers was putting up a grain silo and they had the final inspection, you know, we we're just yakking or whatever. And, um, uh, and I wasn't even there. I was talking to the guy that went over to help or something. They came back and they told me the story. They said, we had the inspector said, okay, yeah, you know, it's not going to fall down. You can put grain piece out and you've been blessed and you're done. And then another guy came in with one of those backpack GPS, you know, discs on the back. You know, it's like an, you know, AWAC, you know, thing, you know. And who are you? Well, he's from the federal government. We're geopositioning all the locations of all the grain silos. What? Why, pray tell? So we know where all food is. That's why. So I'm just going, yeah, they know where it is. And if you got one and you put a permit of uh, the county of whatever, it gets sent to, you know, and here it is and go check. And we went and inspected. And now you know where it's at. Put it on a little pinpoint. We just have the army tank will show up. It's ours now. You know, this is, it's been in play for a long time. 
what are you going to do? I'm going to write a stern letter to my congressman. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. if you're not preparing yourself, you know, don't you on your site, don't you have a preferred, um, you know, Patriot something supplier, go buy my food place or something? My Patriot supply, right. Yeah, tell me about that. You know, give them a free commercial. <laughs> okay, well, they're the biggest in America right now, and they're one of the few that are left because during the pandemic, a lot went out of business. But uh, they, they do a good job. I mean, my promo code is Prepare with Dave, and there's discounts, 25-year storable food. So and I don't want to make this into an infomercial, but I'll just say this. Anyone that is not actively storing food on an ongoing basis is being prepared to be subjugated by the government, and they'll use food against you, as you said earlier. Okay, now what's it called? Four, the number four, four patriots, or my patriot? What is it? No, it's called My Patriot Supply. And if you want to order through me, it's preparewithdave.com. Everyone needs to have storable food. And I'll tell you why I like My Patriot Supply. And a lot of other people do this too that sell storable food. They give you balanced meals. When you go to the store and only buy what's on sale, you're going to habituate to that food because you're going to get sick of eating it. There's actually research that shows people will stop eating if they're eating the same thing over and over. So you got to have diversity in your food. It's got to be storable. And listen to me. I'm telling you right now. Listen to me. There's anti-hoarding laws coming, and you better learn sure. to hide your food. Of course. Yeah, so here's yeah, if, you go to my, if you go to if you go to preparewithdave.com, you'll actually see my handsome picture there and uh, all the things we do. Preparewithdave.com. Yeah, I don't mind it's solutions, man. You know. You know, we haven't done, you know, a lot of um endorsements for this kind of stuff yet cuz I'm not ready. I I really I'll be picking your brain and you know, see who makes it. You know, who's doing it? like my daughters, they they do this stuff. They go through and, you know, meals and so on. So it, it's, you know, I'm ready because in Arizona, because of the Mormon community there, they, man, they stock up. They got all kinds of places and material and equipment to be able to, you know, can and seal and vacuum and whatever the heck. So this is preparewithdave.com. Is that what it is? Dot, dot com. Yeah, dot com, right. Preparewithdave.com. And it'll take you to his thing. And for, you know, the low, low, low price of $600, you can get enough to last you for three months. Holy crap. For how many people? One? You know, da, 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 120 pounds of food. You know, well, they this, base their food supply on 2,000 calories per person per day. This is, um, it's going to be a food thing. I mean, if you guys aren't ready, you know, we've done the food thing, you know, well, now that Donna's back. You know, even the bus, we have, I don't know, probably three, six months supply for she and I. And um, I'm going to uh, take a trip to Sam's Club with her in the next day or two while prices, because rice is starting to shoot up. You know, not that I'm a big rice oh, yeah. fan, but, you know, it, it's starting. So I'm like, while it's still relatively low, you get big, giant 25 bags pound bag of beans is better than, not having a 25-pound bag of beans, I can tell you that. So this is, when we went on the Love Bus Liberty Tour, all our food that we had, we dispersed amongst, amongst our kids. That was our rotating. <laughs> Here, it's all yours now, you know. And uh, four families, and they went through and picked through and got whatever, and anything that, you know, was damaged or cans busted or something, you know, we just threw away. But we have all that storage facility still, all the, you know, the Mylar vacuum seal uh, uh, canning 
equipment and everything. We need to get back and start getting ready because we should already be ready. You know, this is something that the rest of this year is going to get ready for getting ready. And I'm the biggest thing is is power for me. We have a lot of solar panels and inverters and batteries. We got 40 kilowatts of battery and that kind of stuff. I'm looking to get more. We have uh, uh, different builds that we're going to be doing on the land and everything. But it's I got to get back. And then we may change the show to where I'm not spending as much time in the chair. And uh, but we'll have more dense and good stuff, you know, at least weekly. And uh, I'm gonna be a building sob man, getting on it. You gotta be an inspiration, but they gotta come after you. You know, they like you're not allowed. You're doing it wrong. Where's your permit? And I I need the standing for them to come after me to challenge this concept. Well, you're not gonna win. They're corrupt judges. I don't care. Make them make you and make them say it. Say they don't have enough enforcement. It. They don't have enough enforcement. Here's what they'll do. Oh, they'll they're going to make an example. Enforce. They're going to make an example out of a few people, so everyone else is afraid. But right. they don't. It's just like it's like collecting your taxes. The IRS can't. <laughs> I don't care if they got 187,000 agents. They can't canvass the country. So they got to make the punishment so severe you're all afraid to cheat. And that's what they're going to do here on the enforcement. I'm just telling yep. you, folks. We're yep. to the point. This government is so criminal and so anti-you that you just need to say no. Yeah, there's a really good opportunity now. They try and redo the lockdowns and so on. That's Oh, just... I got Atlanta. I didn't see that. Look at that. Atlanta College reinstates ma- mask mandate for students. And yeah, and Lionsgate, oh, Lionsgate uh, movie studios now, too. Actors, you got to come in. You gotta, you're going to be doing movies. You got to have masks on again. You know, and this one was good. YouTube to ban content that contradicts who on COVID-19, okay? If you, you know, despite that they're wrong all the time, you know, and they're, they're the UN agency's catastrophic they're crim- they're track criminal. record. They're criminal liars. Yeah. No, I mean, well, YouTube, I mean, you know, who controls this stuff? You know, it doesn't matter. You got it? Yeah, if you don't get it by now, you're just freaking too stupid, you know? I, I, I can't save you. And here, Lionsgate brings back masks, mandates in the office. You know, then you got the rating agencies. You know, they they're they're missing all the bank failures that are coming. The next one we had, I can't remember, it was J.P. Morgan or uh, Chase or something. One of the big ones. They're they're going to go down the tubes. And then of course, you know, Yellen's going out when they the um, Silicon Valley Bank and what was the other one, Silvergate or something. When they went, you know, they whoa. Can't let them lose their money, so they bailed them out. Okay, well, when you know all these other banks start to go to go, well, can't promise that we're going to give them the money. No, you know, so, Ernie, the FDIC has 0.7 percent of the funds on hand to cover the 17 trillion that's in the system. Yeah, no, they, they can't they, cover it. They, just they can't it. cover it. You know, it's just you know, whatever they're going to do. That's why they need a CBDC. We're gonna we're gonna put some more money in there. Boom! We pushed a button and did it. You know, this is it's so bad. If you don't have precious metals, and precious metals are going down, crypto is going down. It's going down, 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 down. They're gonna push it down. Gonna have ETFs on Bitcoin, electronic trading funds of mm-hmm. you know paper that's how they turn gold silver into paper do the same thing with crypto down 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 buy up all the physical then it's going to shoot to the moon right after everybody has had to sell it to be able to survive so as it's going down i'm buying more silver I have friends who go where do i sell it i go me i'll buy it yeah but it's down good that's why I'm, i buy it when it's down you know you know when's it going to go up don't care in a bus in a bus don't care Rare. 
You know, so when do I purchase the, the land prices in Arizona the desert? Plummeting. But the interest rates are going up. I wouldn't plan on financing it anyway. You know, people can't afford it. So it's going down. Then silver and crypto is going to shoot up. And when it does, I take this pile equals this pile. Switch. Boom. Done. I win. Yeah. That's the Ernie, plan. There's something, else I wanna, there's something else I want to tell you about that the audience needs to hear because it's going to go state to state. Um, Tucson and part of Scottsdale, uh, they've adopted part of the uh, 15 minute city program too, but oh, it's not just city of Tucson. Right now, there is a deal called Prop 400, and it's being sold. It's going to people are going to vote on it in 2024, but they're not going to be told the entire truth about it. You know, no one's going to read it. Here's the deal: it's a highway bill in part because 40 percent of the expenditures are going to go to highway, but contained in the language is cleverly written 15-minute city concepts are going to go across the state. Every community will be a 15-minute city if we vote this in in 2024. And people need to know that your state's going to be having this as well, too. What the so hell what does that mean? Home Depot is right down the street. I, you know, I 15 minute? Do you mean, what does it mean? What's the criteria? everything's not in 15 minutes but see they'll prevent travel let me give you one of the regulations out of tucson if you cross the barrier of a 15 minute city you got digital id so they catch you automatically or they can catch you on your cell phone it's automatically a 90 dollar fine and you can go to jail for 30 days on first offense what so yeah yeah it's an open air prison is what it is but katie hobbs has endorsed this the legislator, legislators voted to put it on the ballot for the people to vote on. Here's the problem. The mainstream media will never tell you about the 15-minute city concept. They'll talk about, you know, organization of city, making cities more resilient. And they'll just give you the, those BS euphemisms. But And they'll say, it's highways, it's highways. And here's what's interesting. The highway they want to build comes out west of Buckeye, western suburbs of Phoenix, into downtown. And guess where it starts? Where Bill Gates owns land and has said he's going to build a massive smart city. I mean, surprise, surprise, right? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, statewide 15-minute cities. Where I live, you know, the nearest grocery store to me right now is about 18 minutes away. Uh, The nearest gas station is 12 minutes. The nearest highway is about 30 minutes. I mean, hospitals, 30 minutes. Uh, I would be in trouble where I'm at. And this is what they want to do. If you go look at the website, America2050.org, created by one of Obama's advisors on urban development, what they said they wanted to do was herd America into 11 super mega regions, and you'll be living in high-rise apartments, and then you might have everything within 15 minutes. But they want you to live in micro-apartments that are about 500 square feet for an entire family. I kid you not, you will not have cars. You won't have, you have to be carbon neutral. That phrase is used in the Tucson uh, legislation regarding 15-minute cities, carbon neutral. If I walk outside and fart, I am no longer carbon neutral. So what does that mean? You can't air condition your home. You can't heat it in the winter. Uh, you can't cook your food. Well, you don't need to cook bugs. I mean, this is where we're going, Ernie. This. You know, this is, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show, you know, like go through the commercial. But um, it has, it's called Neom. It's the line in Saudi Arabia. And this is a, you know, what they're doing is they're building 15-minute city that goes all the way across the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. This is going to be a um, uh, big, giant skyscraper horizontal that goes straight across from 
the um, Persian Gulf to, was it the Red Sea or something? And this is it. It's like a horizontal skyscraper that is, I don't know, God, no, no. 80 stories tall or something, but it's self-enclosed. And this is like, God, 100, 200 miles long or something. And it's 15 minute, 15 minute. There it is out in the desert, a big giant line. Where, where, what is this right here? What are we looking at? It's a promotional video. It's called Neom, the line. This is already under construction. This is, I mean, I'm surprised you hadn't heard about this, you know, no. uh, Let's see. Neom the line, doomed to fail. It's not never and always and whatever. All right, here it is. It's already started construction. When was this? This was... uh... Arabia's The Line actually started. The project has been heavily debated in recent months, and most said that it's too gigantic to build and rather looks like something out of a science fiction movie. But now that construction has actually begun, how will this turn out? Could this be the beginning of the world's greatest mega project ever? Or will the line become a trillion-dollar construction mistake that will eventually be abandoned? Let's find out. The exact plan of the line was unveiled by Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, in July 2022, and we already covered it in our first video about the line. He proposed two parallel 500-meter-tall skyscrapers made of reflective glass, which are supposed to span 170 kilometers through the desert. This would be equivalent to two lines consisting of 2,001 World Trade Centers each. The line is not just the biggest mega project ever proposed, it's a new way of living. There would be no cars inside the city, and everything you need would be within a five-minute walk. All of the energy would be produced through wind and solar farms. It's and not, in addition, any water used will come city. from a carbon-free desalination plant. All of this would make the line a zero-carbon city. The proposal caused a mixture of shock, awe, and suspicion. And while the trailers were watched millions of times on YouTube and other platforms, there was hardly any information on what was really happening on the construction So, they're doing it. So you can see, this is, it's a thing, man. You know, we'll just uh, let it play, you know, while we're talking. Who would beg to lecture me? Commodus, the Senate has its uses. What uses? All they do is talk. It should be just... You and me, and Rome. Don't even think it. There's always Venus in it. Rome has changed. It takes an emperor to rule an empire. Of course, but leave the people there. Illusions. Traditions. My father's war against the barbarians. He said it himself, it achieved nothing. But the people loved him. The people always love victories. Why? They didn't see the battles. What do they care about Germania? They care about the greatness of Rome. The greatness of Rome. Well, what is that? It's an idea. Greatness. Greatness is a vision. Exactly. A vision. Do you not see, Lucilla? I will give the people a vision of Rome and they'll love me for it. 
And they'll soon forget the tedious sermonizing of a few dry old men. I will give the people the greatest vision of power. Take a for the new those that just want to be left alone, and those that just won't leave them alone. Which one are you? The Ernest Hancock Show. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, here on the Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. You know, um, this final segment with Dave Hodges, you can see that, you know, we're friends. We have a different perspective and a different view on how things are and should be, but um, uh, the end goal is the same. We want to have individual freedom. The purpose of government is to protection of individual rights. And, you know, it's just you have a lot of experience and you just, eh, that's not what they're doing. It's not even what they're set up to do. And um, if government's not there to protect your individual rights, then why have it? What's the point? If they're the center of those taking it away from you, I don't have to wait for some you know, uh, ISIS or ISIL or I, somebody going to come kick my butt. They're doing it. You know, they're violating my rights. They're taking my property. They're Rico and my assets. They're, you know, taking a big giant chunk of my income. They, 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 them, those that won't leave me alone. T3. So this has been not just, you know, happenstance happened to come up with. I mean, it's been decades of nose the grindstone dealing with these sorts of people. And what you start to realize is that the 4 or 5% that are naturally sociopaths, you know, psychopaths, those that have no empathy, those that don't care if they, you know, are even caught. They don't care. They just deny, 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 blame, you know, divert, uh, distract, uh, whatever. I mean, exactly what you're seeing happening. And they get more and more saturated throughout elected officials and politicians and the bureaucracy and the technocracy. They're just so set. They bring in all their friends, all the people that think like them, all the ones that they get to, you know, incentivize with money or with, you know, pain of you don't do what we say. You know, once you get in, you're in, you know. So it's kind of like a mafia. It's like a gang with a flag. And they're using that flag to beat us over the head with it. And it's the shiny badge. It's a brass ring ring that they go after. They seek positions of authority because they don't have the ideas or the persuasion or the logic to convince you to do it. So they got to use a stick or a gun. And it's become more and more obvious that the 
further and further away that you get from your government, once it leaves your community, your town, then it's like, you know, and you're gone. You know, it's lost. They just keep adding on all kinds of revenue. Then the more prosperous you are, the more they milk you to the point that your overhead to a great degree in the time that you spend on complying or the opportunities you have to make more income or just taxation and regulation and just all of the weight, the backpack that you're carrying of government on your back, that is what is taking away your ability to provide for yourself and your family and even your dreams. What you want, what you've always wanted. When I grow up, I want to, no, you're not. Did you get a permission slip? <laughs> are, are, you, are you doing it right? Did, did you go to the blue pages in the old phone books and look for the government agency if you're allowed? You know, that, that's the attitude. That's the problem. It's us. It's not them. We, we allowed this to happen. They took advantage of our good nature, of our trusting ability, of, you know, our illusion of choice that we could vote for the representation that we wanted. It was becoming obvious, hey, you don't get no voice. You know, hello, in case you didn't get the memo. So as it gets further and further along and we start to come to this realization, we have to go back to what the original concept, what the words meant, you know, what people, you know, the context in which this country was started. And it's very clear. If you read the Declaration of Independence, which had a big impact on me, which is why this show is Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock. And when I first started uh, doing the show back in 03 in the Scottsdale, Phoenix area, they, a lot of people, they call in, they go, Really? Do I got to declare my independence with you? <laughs> you are learning. You are correct, sir. Good point. You don't need, you, you do it all by yourself. This is how you do it. You go, I declare my independence. See how easy it was? And you don't even need a government form. So that is the mindset that we need to have. But I still maintain my relationships and friends with, you know, all kinds of people that are in different, they're motivated by whatever their history was or their experience or, you know, their nostalgia for um, government or what it used to be or what they think it's supposed to be and they want to be on Team America, you know. Well, I I understand, you know, to me, love of family, love of uh, God, love of country, you know, country, what's a country? You know, uh, United States, Inc., you know, I mean, what does it mean? It's my culture. It's my land. It's my people. It's like when they built Mount Rushmore right in the on a holy mountain. You know, the uh, I think it was the Lakota Sioux. They um, uh, when they did that crazy horse, you know, they were they were offended. You know, they put the great white presidents back in Washington up on their mountain of war. Are you kidding me? So then they started a big giant monument. The whole Mount Rushmore is just the head of this full you know horse. And the point that they were making, he goes, you know, well, what land is yours? And he's pointing out over, you know, he's on top of the horse. He's got his hand and his finger out pointing. You know, my land is where my ancestors lie buried. Ooh, that's a powerful statement. And the concept is, is, you know, where do I owe allegiance to? What is my country? It's where I have my hair, my people, you know, my family, my ancestors, how many, how far back you got to go? You know, I mean, you know, grandparents, great-grandparents, enough. 
You know, we got enough here in America that there are people that have their people. This is my land. This is my valley. This is my town. This is my county. And if you move, you go, I've chosen this. You know, am I, am I violating someone else's rights by being here, by moving in? Am I giving them uh, uh, some kind of endorsement by me showing up? Probably. You know, and then what allegiances do you have? Well, you know, you want to abide by your country's culture, but then what happens? They then those want to come change it. They want to they want to redo it. They want to reevaluate what is and isn't important according to those with the shiny badge. And you, as a local community, through your schools, which is a whole other problem, having government schools, what do you think was going to happen? But you have uh, a community that's raising that community's children, the parents that take responsibility for their children, their land. They take responsibility for their waste. They take responsibility. Well, if they're not taking responsibility, who, who adjudicates that? Who enforces that you're violating someone else's property? You're polluting on their land. You know what? Who does that? The community. And it keeps getting removed further and further or delegated to a shiny badge and always available gun that's going to explain how to do it and then preempt you before you even do anything. Oh, no, you, you might do this. You know, you, you, can't, you can't build that or have that or, you know, put a road because you might. We here tell that somewhere, sometime, somebody did something bad. And then, therefore, you can't because we decide we got the power, unless you want to pay us or be a special interest, and we'll take care of it for you. That's where it always goes. It always has, always will. And the people that do it are the ones that don't care about another's individual rights to make use of their own property, their lives, raise their children. They don't care. We care. The final segment with Dave Hodges from the Common Sense Show right now. They're going to have you because you want, they don't have enough oil money, you know? So they take a trillion dollars and they just, you know, put it out in the middle of the desert. Now you're going to have, um, you know, I don't know, uh, northern Saudi Peninsula camels and southern, I guess. I don't know if there's a break where the animals can go back and forth. Environmental of who gives a crap, Saudi Arabia does what the hell they want. So this is already under construction, they announced it, and within like six months, man, they were tearing up the desert. And they have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of excavators. This is already being done. It's called NEOM, N-E-O-M, NEOM. And I, I think it stands for the line. So this is, it's already, you know, see, about three months after presentation, they started. I Look at this. I mean, it's just, as far as I can see, excavators, they just be a building. So to think, well, what are they going to? When are they going to do this on Maui? I don't know. It's not like once they start, man, they, they're on it. Well, this, this is, is the plan for for Maui, no question. So you know, I and who gets to live where? You know, where where's your assignment? You know, are you going to volunteer? And what about Bingo. all the ghost towns and ghost cities that can house thirty, forty million people each? Ernie, there's precedent for this. Do you remember the ghost cities in China they built? Yep. And they started filling them up. They didn't complete it, but they the, the army would go into a remote village and say, you got a half hour to pack everything up under the barrel of a gun, and they'd put them into a truck, and off they go to the ghost city, densely populated, high-rise buildings. I actually published a picture of it on my website this week. That was the precursor to this. And do you know who started the ghost city concept? 
It was Goldman Sachs and, and uh, Hank Paulson when he was the CEO before he became the Treasury Secretary who told American Congress, you will bail out Wall Street or we'll have tanks on the street. And he was the one that started this concept. That may have been the first 15-minute concept started in China. I think that's probably well, the precursor. they were doing it for to get their GDP up or the financial um, uh, charts look better of blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of these ghost cities, yeah, I've exactly. seen a lot of stuff. They don't even have plumbing. They don't have inside wall. It's just, it's just pretend. You know, I, a lot of them are just going to be demoed anyway, or they're falling apart and nobody's living there. It's just a joke. This whole thing is just, they're playing the game. Now, Saudi, the Saudi Arabian family, that's one thing Hans Hermann Hoppe is uh, big on monarchies. He's going, you know, at least they have a financial interest and there's only one guy you got to take out. <laughs> so there's, uh, so the House of Saud, they're on it. Why? Because they can, because they want to. UAE, you know, United Arab Emirates, they got, you know, Dubai is a super duper state of we're going to. Why? Because they can. You know, this is, they have the no, oil. I think it's revenue. more than that. They're taking oil away by re- eliminating cars. So they got to have something to replace it with. I think that's their motivation. Right. Well, that was one of the things that they said. They're going to have to diversify in their manufacturing. Well, they got the money now. They got to invest in something. You know, I don't know what it should, you know, make stuff. I mean, whatever, you know, get more robots or something. But this is what they're doing. Your 15-minute cities multiply that times 100, and they're just putting them together. You know, this is collectivist thinking. I saw this before. You you know where Arcosanti is up by Cordes Junction, north of Phoenix? Yes. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? Paolo Soleri was a student of uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, and... Uh, he used to have a place called Cosanti, still does, I guess, in North Scottsdale when it used to be rural back in the 70s when I was in sixth grade, you know, in the mid-70s. And we'd go there, and all he did was pile up dirt, put some rebar over it, poured concrete over, over it, and then took the dirt out, and now you got a dome or something. And he just did that a bunch, and it was beautiful. It was a great idea. It was very inspiring to me. Then he did the same thing in Arcosanti, which was in a canyon north on I-17 going north from Phoenix towards Flagstaff, where the turnoff is to go to Prescott. There it's called Cordes Junction. And just, you get off the exit there, just like a mile, you can see it in the distance. There's a canyon where they built this, into the wall of the canyon, this kind of city. And his whole idea is <coughs> big mega projects. Like this. It was, you have a big bridge, fine, it should have apartments on it. You got, you know, a big, you know, space station, fine. You got a city metropolis of whatever you got. And he wanted at least 5,000 people per beehive. I mean, that's what was going on. So what they did is they started to build it, but it was all kind of socialist. It was all central committee command of, you know, 40 years and nothing ever happens to it. It gets a little bit built, a little bit, a little bit, because, nope. Got to do it on government land with government approval. Government, government, nothing gets done until somebody dies and they get an endowment. Somebody gives them a life insurance beneficiary or something, and they add on another amphitheater or some crap like that. So you can see this mindset, this collectivist mindset of building these kinds of mega cities has always been there by a certain kind of people that don't trust the free market of people just want to do theirs. Now, if they could own the condo, if they could own the place, if they own, you got tons of people coming in and buying up whatever. Freedom here and I got my own property. Woohoo! Sign me up. No, it's got to be under control to do this. And if they already got cities, 
with infrastructure. And why do they let them go to crap? Where do you think the next super 15-minute mega American city is going to be? What do you think, Dave? Where where would it go? Where? Uh, probably the New England. I think it's going to be San Francisco. I don't say it's going to be a city. It's going to, it's going to be a region. No, it's going to be San Francisco. They let it go to crap, ran all the businesses out, run it well, into they the have ground. The, they have, yeah, they they have did the it in Phoenix. Park. Remember the Roosevelt Redevelopment Project in downtown Phoenix? Yeah. That's exactly what they did. And they built it around you know, all the money of people that owned the different things that had uh, the stadiums were going down. I saw the plan. You know, yeah. it was Phoenix 2020. When I started being an activist, you know, um, uh, Terry Goddard's law office, a guy named Mike Sophie or something, they called me in, wanted to show me, went down to an architectural firm they had downtown there, and it had, it went up like the third floor, and it had this big like four by eight, you know, uh, table that had the three-dimensional representation of downtown Phoenix where all the stadiums were going to go and the Rio Salado project, which is a Salt River thing that they were planning on doing. And they go, this is what we're going to do. And the Roosevelt Redevelopment Project was running into the ground so they could buy it up cheap, and then it became the gentrified whatever the hell it is now. That's what they're doing. And I, San Francisco, they're doing it. Big time. And what is San Francisco? It's where all the big tech guys are. It's all the big tech, you know, uh, uh, employees and startups and all that. But what are they going to do? They're going to go in and do, do you know, take it over. Do, Ernie, you probably don't know what Bay Area 1 is. Not, not many people do. The Bay Area 1 is a development of the micro apartments I've already mentioned that are in place right now. Converted warehouse buildings, office buildings, so forth, divided into 500 micro apartments, sometimes as little as 350 square feet. And uh, this, yeah, the, what you're saying there would make sense for San Francisco because they already have some infrastructure. We have some of the same housing in Phoenix. As you go down Grand Avenue towards Van Buren, we have some of those micro apartments there as well, too. The biggest uh, mega center we'll see, though, will be New England. That's why I gave you the answer I did. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure. Right. San Francisco San Francisco's already amenable to this. I, the, you're, you're probably right. Well, they do, yeah, like New York City and, you know, Chicago. It's going to be a big city, Atlanta. I mean, you know, whatever. Don't care. Occupy the land, not the city. You, know, you want to play well, Man- occupy Manhattan the city, is- go city, occupy all you want. I don't care. Manhattan is a 15-minute city pretty much right now. Yeah. Just you have the cars. You have the cars and 15-minute uh, cities. But I, I, yeah, listen, here, here, let me give you, the, they're giving you, this isn't going to be that bad, 15-minute city. You'll have to give up some things. Um, if you look at the globalists, the historic globalists like Ted Turner and uh, Kissinger and these people, they talk about one thing consistently. They want to depopulate the earth by 90 percent. And I, I, I look at this and I'm saying, I don't care what they tell you they're going to do. They've already told you what their end game is, and that's to kill 90 percent of us. How they're going to do it, we can argue about. But they're going to kill off 90% of the population. They don't have to kill us off. They just have to make the fertility zero. You know? That's that's only part of it. But I think they want a quicker solution than fertility. That's a generational answer. They want something they can do next month. All right, here we go. Let's see what this has to say. Fertility crisis will cause national, global, financial crisis and greatly increase blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. I'm going to go on about, you know, but it's really getting bad. And uh, the places that, you know, are really, when you sell more adult diapers in Japan than you do 
baby diapers, you got issues. I mean, that's just the way it is, you know. So Ooh. this is um, where have all the babies gone? I, you know, this is a very neon flashing. You can see it happen in real time because whatever the birth rate is now, twenty years from now, what are you going to have? Nobody coming in. And when I, and this is one thing that I've noticed as I travel the country and you get different just parts or you're buying equipment or supplies. We're doing a lot of building, construction of building equipment for whatever. When I go in to these places, you need hydraulics or, you know, different parts or sprockets or, you know, just any kind of you know, supply chain you're counting on of stuff. Who's in there? It's the old guys. There's somebody there at least 60, 70 years old. They're the only ones that know what's up. They got some younger guys in or their sons or something like that, and nobody to replace them. These guys are too dumb, too stupid, too doesn't want to work, doesn't something, or they're just not there. There's nobody to take on the next generation of even, even being able to find the auto part that you need. Every one of them, because I, I am, a, I'm an asker, man. I'm an interviewer. I got... So tell me, why? You're not paying enough? Can't get enough, you can't pay them enough. There's just nobody that'll do it. There's nobody that'll stand and work for 40 hours. There's nobody, they're just not, the pool's not there. So I'm going, based on what? It may be because they're just not there. So I don't, I, I, there's all incentives and punishment. If you give them an incentive to sit on their butt or not learn anything, or you give them an incentive not even learn life skills about, you know, like showing up on time to work and take a bath, if you, you know, incentivize them to sit on their butt and you punish them when they do get a paycheck, it's almost all gone. They just, I ain't doing it. So what's going to happen? Robots? You know, what do they need us for? Useless eaters? I, 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 I have no idea. And the vaccine thing? Not enough people are dying fast enough. We're not giving them enough cancers. Then you start finding out a lot of the influencers in social media, all of a sudden there's a big conspiracy thing. They're all coming down with turbo cancer. You know, if you get a certain popularity, boom, you know, they got to target them, give them free something, they die, whatever the hell. You know, nothing surprises me anymore. I mean, all this no, stuff. No, no I, I agree. I agree. Er, Ernie. I'm gonna to have to go do my job here in just a minute. Here, I got an no. interview coming up. I got to do, but but the <laughs> bottom line is, we what we have accomplished here, I think, in two hours, and we've only scratched the surface. We are under attack in every aspect of our lives. We're going through the most extreme Maoist cultural revolution ever in the history. But it's technological, it's political, it's scientific, it's medical, it's everything. And the bottom line is, is they are creating a new set of slaves for those who they let live that's my that's my, I, I believe that depopulation is the goal and they're only going to have a servant class survive oh no they, they they don't care if you're depopulated if you're in service of them and you do what they want they want you depopulated if you're a dissident <laughs> they want supporters they just don't need you you know so yeah. i'm i'm um, you know i just want to prep you i'm coming back and when I get back, we're going to get busy. Are we going to get busy, Dave? I mean, come on, man. We're going to get busy. All right. We're going to get busy. We're going to get busy. Say, say hi to Donna for me, and I want to thank you for having me on. That was a pleasure. I got the vent with Dave. Thank you. I feel better. <laughs> okay. Take care, Ernie. <laughs> All right. Peace, brother. Bye.
doesn't even have a knighthood but he fights with passion and he inspires <laughs> and you wish to charge off and fight as he did eh? so would i eh? <laughs> well, maybe it's time it is time to survive you're the 17th robert bruce the 16 before you passed your land and title because they didn't charge in Call a meeting of the nobles. But they do nothing but talk. Rightly so. They're as rich in English titles and lands as they are in Scottish, just as we are. You admire this man, this William Wallace. Uncompromising men are easier to admire. His courage, so does a dog. But it is exactly the ability to compromise that makes a man noble. And understand this. Edward Longshanks is the most ruthless king ever to sit on the throne of England. And none of us, and nothing of Scotland will remain unless we are ruthless. Give ear to our nobles. Knowing their minds is the key to the throne. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact porcupinerealestate.com.